basketball episode is? What? No one got hurt? Like Yeah, they did. Okay, but not in the way that, like, if you play basketball with, like, people from work, I feel like someone's twisting an ankle. At the very least. Yeah. That's what, oh, I guess Stanley yeah. does. Stanley twists his ankle and Jim gets smashed in the face. That, that uh, yeah, that's true. But but I guess they do. So show I mean, somebody. that does happen. I thought Stanley might have been faking it though. Uh, he might be, but I feel like that would also happen. <laughs> somebody would fake that they twisted <laughs> so they, their ankle, they, so they so wouldn't they have to keep playing. It. Yeah, that's yes, true. that's true. Hello, everybody, and we are back another episode of shelf life i'm kevin i'm rachel this is shelf life we are going through the office season one here in volume two of shelf life volume two for those of you that are just joining us it's kind of weird because this is the second episode of the office so go listen to the first unless you really they might not like those episodes episodes. like you know what this is my favorite episode. Right. I want to hear you guys talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair. Or, you know what? That's or fair. Or I hate this episode. Hey, listener. Tell me about it. You do you. You do your thing. <laughs> exactly. So, you get a choice. You could fast forward through all of this. Yeah, this is free. It's totally fine. Don't care. That's right. Go ahead. We already got your download. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Your view already counts. Or your listen. Yeah, whatever. whatever. It's the same it thing. Matter. <laughs> I don't know what any of those stats mean, and I don't care. This is a podcast where a brother and sister team go through all things pop culture to determine whether or not the subject at hand belongs on your shelf for posterity reasons. And as we said, we are doing The Office. We are going through The Office Season 1. Oh, that was obnoxious. (laughs) The Office. (laughs) I want people to feel it. I want them to feel it, Rachel. What, like that you're Michael Scott talking to them? Yes. Because I feel like that's how he would enter a room. Could you imagine a Michael Scott podcast? <laughs> oh my god. It'd be terrible. Oh, he would he would, like he would be like have... giving advice, like boss advice is what he would call yes. it. And it would be the worst advice. How I manage. <gasps> how I manage. Yeah. Anyway. Wait, that sounds so cute though at the same time. <laughs> It's a, it's it's a line from one of the episodes where yes. he says that he's working on a memoir called How, How I Manage. I manage. Be a yeah, actually, oh I feel God. like he would have an audience of people that would follow him. Probably. Maybe we can get Steve Carell to do that. Make a fake podcast where Michael's retired now and he, all he does is have a podcast. For some reason, I don't think he would say no. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd like, yeah, I'll do a couple episodes. And then... Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's kind of I'll do it. He just sits in a recording booth and improvises for like yeah, what, a yeah. couple hours. He'd be good. Even if that, does it, it could be like a 10 minute short for all I Yeah. So this is episode four of season one of The Office, The Alliance. It aired on April 12th, 2005, directed by Brian Gordon, written by Michael Schur. One of the, of course, minds behind The Office. Rachel? The Alliance. What's on tap for us? What are we gonna What are we gonna walk through here? So there are rumors spreading around the office of downsizing. So Michael decides we need to boost morale with a party, and in the meantime, there is an alliance happening between the two unlikeliest of characters, Jim and Dwight. 
that is the Alliance in the Alliance. And we get to find out a little bit more about the office. I don't know. It's not really politics. Like Dwight thinks that he's getting a leg up on the office politics, but it's not really what happens. No, he's just kind of getting kind of played by Jim. So let's get right into it. The episode has a cold open. If you're watching on Peacock where Dwight is telling Jim that he has a super great firewall and password protection on his, on his computer and nobody can get into his computer, but Jim doesn't have anything and he can't even guess his password. And Jim says it's the password Frodo and Dwight immediately changes. Yeah. Yeah. And he immediately (laughs) has to change the password because of course it was. So then he changes the password. (laughs) I like that it's Lord of the Rings stuff because then it's just yeah. easy for me to remember. But yeah, so he changes it. I mean, honestly, he may as well have like add some extra stuff to it. Yeah, <laughs> or make it Gollum with like a zero for the G or, or a zero for the G. Actually, a zero you know for what? the O. That would confuse people. I think that that's would perfect. really confuse people. <laughs> that's actually a better password. Folks it at is. home, that is not a password that I use for anything. But if you want to use as it. As far as you know. <laughs> As far as you know. <laughs> That's our theme, as far as you know. Apparently. I don't know. I mean, I guess this is only on his files, but I was like, it's just like, you know, that's a horrible password. And it's like... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's five letters long. You need to have it like eight characters with capitalization, numbers, symbols. Frodo. Frodo. <laughs> Terrible password. Terrible password. So there's a several. I'm doing Michael Scott again. So there are several scenes in the super fan edit that don't co- that actually don't come up for the start of the episode, but they explain some stuff that you get later in the episode. There's payoff. So the first scene is Michael going up to Pam and telling Pam that she doesn't have enough enthusiasm when she answers the phone, and that she should have an. Okay, go ahead, Rachel. Rachel wants to do a Rachel rant. Go ahead. It is pretty much the, you need to smile more. You need to. It is. Oh. It is. Oh. And I, the I'll second, say... I and I will admit that that has happened to me. And the second it was said to me, you want to know what I did? I frowned more because I was like, are you kidding me? I think that's what they're getting at with Pam here, too, is that yes. she does not want to anything to do with this I, I was surprised that they actually call that out in 2005 a little bit of the yeah, i'm not surprised it's just it's still happening to this day i know i know I, I i'm just i am a little i'm a little surprised that they were able to call that out and, and that is how it comes off to me too he's not entirely wrong in the fact that she is the first impression of the office so she shouldn't be, like, totally downtrodden. Yeah, but I don't all, think she sounds but... downtrodden. She's just going Dunder Mifflin, and then that's it. She doesn't have to be like, right. oh, let me be all perky. Dunder yes. Mifflin, how are yes. you? How can I direct your that call? Is, that's exactly what, that's exactly what, what Michael wants it to be. I know! Yeah. And it tried the, oh. <laughs> It's just... Yeah. I'm sorry. I had to. <laughs> the second that happened, well, I was like, oh. I, and Pam at least takes it in stride. She does. Like she does it. Yeah. But it also makes me want to, I just, I just want to like, 
I want to defend her. Like I immediately want to come to her defense. I felt I felt really bad when she smiled during the <sighs> phone call, and then she immediately goes back to her usual Pam frowny face afterward because she's it's like just a resting face with herself. Yeah, yeah, that she did it. We get a little bit of Dwight throwing out stuff in the fridge. And then Jim goes to get his lunch, and he finds out that Dwight threw out his lunch. Oh, he looks so angry. He's so pissed. Like, I, yeah. I mean, so I'd would I. Furious <laughs> if somebody threw out my lunch. See, I'm glad you're angry about that more, and I'm more angry about the smiling. <laughs> oh no, I no, I, I know. No, I just think it's funny smiling. because I had like a rant about the smiling, and now you're like, I would riot if they took my food <laughs> i've never i've never been in the position i don't think where someone's told me to, to smile like why am i why am i upset i might have but it's just rolled off my back because it's not a sexist thing yeah typically you won't get me, it like yeah yeah exactly it, it's mostly directed towards women because you want them but to the, be I, smiley and perky and wear heels right right but the idea of someone taking my lunch like <laughs> No, I think, honestly, that would be infuriating. <laughs> and then a little bit of setup for Oscar, where he's got the clipboard well, of the charity. You, 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 went a, you went a little too far for a second. Because... No, no, no. Did I? Was there anything after well, that? Well, no, it's just the fact Jim that... Confronts yes, about it. Yes, well, yeah, he comes up to Dwight, and f for whatever reason, Dwight is sitting there tapping his bobbleheads. Yeah. Because he's just he's over and over again. And I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, you went and threw out everything from the fridge, and now you're just sitting there tapping bobbleheads. This man Jim is even insane. Calls him out on, Jim calls him out on that, too. He's like, That's true. Stop that. He's like, well, if they don't bobble, what's the point? <laughs> Which, yeah, I get it, but. Get it, I guess. It's just like he's playing an I instrument. Had a, <laughs> I had a coworker that wanted me to bring in the Disney Funko. She, I had a couple of, like, the Disney Funko Pops on my desk which mm -hmm. are the bobbleheads right so she just thought all of them are going to be bobbleheads <laughs> so then she would like try to tap and she was like this one doesn't bobble because <laughs> she'd like to come and tap them and i was like yeah they don't all do that i so, guess i understand know. it but you know the crazy man's doing it so it's like <laughs> compulsively for no particular reason <sighs> yeah so, so then then oscar has so they set up the cerebral palsy walkathon with the clipboard right. now folks we can talk about this now or we can talk about this later. I've had some coworkers do the Girl Scout cookies or the popcorn. The popcorn that I've gotten from my coworkers actually was really good. I actually looked forward to it the next year when she brought it back. It was like her kids, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Sure. And then she quit, so we don't get that anymore. <laughs> but I really, I feel, I feel for everybody being put on the spot. Folks at home... Here's a better way. If you have a charity or something or you're, it's a kid's fundraiser, put it on, like, the bulletin board. Oh, or yeah, put sure. It the, put it in the lunchroom and let people come to it. Don't do the thing where you're, like, shoving it under somebody's face because they're going to have to buy it because they're, they're going to feel bad saying no. And that's not, that's not very it's, – it's, it's a little bit of a breach of the social contract to be doing that. Sure. In this man's opinion. No, I think I understand what you're saying. But I think he also probably wanted to explain it more when he was, like, talking to each person about it instead of just putting it out there because oh, yeah. of what happened. Because he later. didn't want people to put $25 down and think right. that that was the... Yeah. yeah, for sure. 
That's fair. I'll give you that one, Rachel. I will give because you that Because this one. is a I'm little just, bit different than, like, do you want to order I'm some Girl giving, Scout cookies, you know? Sure, sure. But I, I'm giving people some general advice. We might have some young <laughs> listeners who should be getting their parents' permission to listen sure. to Shelf Life. I do charity events all the time. I understand. People in college or are just starting out in their careers or people that are just starting to have kids that are in that age range, maybe. And I'm just telling you, think about... You know, doing it in a more passive way. Okay. Where were we? Okay. I don't know. We're on the cerebral palsy walkathon. So anyway, <laughs> folks, if the audio suddenly changed, it's because I am a professional podcaster and was recording it not through my microphone. He actually wasn't recording it at all, honestly. <laughs> I luckily have the recording. <laughs> But because we're professional podcasters, we have backups. Lots and lots of backups. For those of you that want to start a podcast, make sure <laughs> to have backups. So anyway, Michael comes out of the bathroom and Dwight's asking him if he can have immunity from down from the downsizing. I don't think he actually uses the word immunity yet. He does not a little later on. But he asks if he would he would not be able to be downsized mm-hmm. as, the, as the assistant regional manager. Assistant to the regional manager. And... <laughs> Michael says there is no downsizing. And he's like, but I asked corporate and they couldn't guarantee anything, but there isn't any downsizing. And Dwight's like, well, should I be worried? And Michael goes, mm, mm, maybe. <laughs> and then it immediately cuts to Michael saying, so it looks like there's going to be downsizing. <laughs> it's because he's not really allowed to talk to the people about it. Yes, you're not allowed to talk to the people about it. But right. he cannot figure out how to say well, we haven't really decided on anything. Like, it, it should be pretty generic. We get Michael admitting to the camera that there will be. The difference between him and Donald Trump is that he doesn't like to say, you fired. So I think we there's remind... a lot of differences between him and Donald Trump at this point. Uh, I mean, a little bit. The hairline, maybe. Uh, That's not I mean, a they're, difference. <laughs> they're, both, they're both managers of things. Like, I think Donald Trump has, like, that, like, a social media site. Like, I think that's what he's done doing now. Wait, you're kidding. He opened up his own social media site? Yeah, I we, Shelf Life isn't on it. Oh, you fired. So he says that he would, his catchphrase, because at the time, Donald Trump was not a social media magnet like he is today, of course. He was a, a game show host. He was a reality right. TV, TV Just show Just a reality host, T-star. That's all which he made it, Which made him qualified for all the jobs that he had after that, of course. Apparently. There was a famous reality tv show that was on nbc at the same time as the office called the apprentice and that's where donald trump became famous for a lot of lowbrow people that's where he got a character and personification enough to have his own social media website like he does now so that's the the reference i do i do like the i think most people know that i do remember the money 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 oh great theme song he should have kept that that for all of his future (laughs) endeavors honestly the if he were to ever like you know do something that would require a theme song or like a i don't well, know any time campaign song or something right. like that yeah that should have been it or right. should be it if he decides to ever do that yeah so anyway he says that donald trump just makes people sad i'm just gonna let that one hang out there and then he, <laughs> he says that his motto would be you're hired Instead of you're fired. Instead of you're fired. And he would let people work as long as they want. But that that's not realistic. <laughs> he like throws <laughs> that in at the end. We find out that Dwight brings his own water to work. 
and he doesn't get the gossip. The water cooler from... talk. This is a very subtle line that I really liked when I listened. I like I I, I heard it, and I was like, oh, that's actually a very clever line because he says most information, most rumors don't come from official memos. They come from the office. Like gossip comes from the water cooler, right? And it's it's very subtle because it's like. Of course, gossip and rumors don't come from official memos. But if you're just listening to it, you're just thinking about the incompetence of Dwight thinking that you have to be at the office cooler. So I like that little double. There's a, there's some clever writing in, in a lot of these office episodes. Sure. But because of this, he he brings his own water. And he has this big jug of water, which at the time was a joke. But there are, I've got coworkers that have these giant fucking things of oh, water yeah. that drink a fucking water cooler's worth of water every day. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I drink a lot of water, too. But, you know, you fill, you fill your water bottle. Yeah. yeah. But at the time, I, I don't think that it was as widely <laughs> No, I think people thing, thought it was, so was silly of yes. how people yes, look at how much water he nowadays. drank. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. Everything's changed. It's been a long time. Yeah, we all wear watches that keep track of our every move and can tell companies and countries, I'm sure, when we're asleep and when we're awake. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, Ch- China, hey, if you want to know hey. if I'm awake or asleep, that's that's your problem. I mean, you're kind of kind of, no, just look at the time. Anyways, <laughs> there was that one woman who disappeared and they found her by, by her fitness tracker, by Fitbit. Yeah. Uh, it was able to of, find her last kind couple of, kind saved. Kind of ridiculous. Kind of. Yeah, but they were able to find her body. Yeah, I know. But they also can, you know, I don't know. Well, that's how she tracked her runs, and she was it's, on a run. Uh, which is fine, yeah, if that's if that's specifically what you were doing, and they could be like, oh, I know how we can do that. That's but, how yeah. they were able to get it, is because it's, a it's little, synced up. It's a little big brothery for me. Just oh a God, little Kevin, every big fucking brother. thing you do is big brothery, so get over I it. I know. I am aware. So because Dwight brings his own water, he moves the water cooler to right next to his desk. Yes. And Stanley and Kevin are like, what are you doing? And he goes, I love that he says, so what's the office gossip? What's the scuttlebutt? It just, yes. <laughs> all, it, I, all I could think of was Amy Poehler and Mean Girls. So being like, what's the 411? What's the hot <laughs> goss? It just like him saying, what's the scuttlebutt? Gave me the it's same so vibes weird. as that. So Michael, as we said in the synopsis of what the episode is, mm-hmm. is looking up the next birthday to have a morale boost. And we get a... Drum roll! That's very, very <laughs> obnoxious. Oh, it's and so obnoxious. Yes. This is where I thought that he was fatter than usual. He looks fatter here You're being, than you're in being future very seasons. rude. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I feel yeah, like I think he, he probably has a lot, a little bit more weight in this season than he. I think he looks he more youthful. I think he had to lose yeah. weight for forty-year-old virgin, actually. Oh, I think because he looks, he looks younger in forty-year-old virgin than he does in this season. Yeah, which I think again is the way that he's styling his hair and, and stuff like that. Right. And Pam tells him that there isn't one until next month, and it's Meredith. Right. Right. And he's like, well, we're still going to go along with it. It'll be a surprise. And then he does an obnoxious thing with Pam because Pam is like, just can't stand this man. Right. And and he's trying to do like, a, oh, there's no signs of life down here. And, and he's amusing himself and stuff. Right. So, and he's yeah. t- calling her a wet blanket and everything. And it's just like, yes. oh, my God, you are that man that I just despise telling me to <laughs> smile and that I'm a wet blanket. <laughs> 
Well, because she hates her job. The only thing that gets her through the day is, is like, hanging out with Jim and stuff. Cut to the party planning committee. Yay! I Yay. love the party planning committee. I was on uh, the party planning committee. I'm I like sure being on the party. Were. Hey! <laughs> I was good at that kind of stuff. So the party planning committee, of course, is Phyllis and Angela and Pam. Pam, Jenna Fisher, has kind of said mm-hmm. that that her backstory for Pam being on the party planning committee is that Michael just made her be on it. She didn't really want to. That right. Phyllis and Angela were like, were doing the it and she just committee. had to. Yeah. And I love the interaction between the three of them where oh, Pam yeah. just doesn't want to be there. And Angela is so passive aggressive to right. Phyllis. And Phyllis is just kind of like a pushover. They have a cut up apple that they're like snacking on. <laughs> That's browning. <laughs> yeah (laughs) and it's browning and phyllis wants streamers and then they debate on the color and angela says she thinks that green is kind of whorish which i thought was interesting i was like wow okay well and phyllis is wearing a green cardigan right so i wonder if that's and i think because phyllis wanted green because that's like probably like i think she's mentioned that color multiple times yes she mentioned it first so she clearly was like she wanted to go with that yeah and I guess there's a there's a cut scene, like totally cut, where Angela or, or Phil maybe this was from, maybe this is trivia from the podcast that that people learned from the podcast. I can't oh, remember, okay. but apparently there was a, a take where Phyllis mentions they should say "Happy Birthday" surprise, and Angela demeans her and is like, "That's stupid, Phyllis. It should be surprise Happy Birthday," and just like <laughs> the 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 ridiculousness of like right. the office politics of like oh no no we have to have the wording right like who fucking cares this is a stupid task to begin with like there's a whole why why do you know wisecrack rachel yes all right there's a whole wisecrack video which i'm which i think they go through all of the office of course but they talk about the philosophy behind the office and of behind meaningless work where you're not doing anything really constructive or productive, but it gives you purpose. And in like late stage capitalism, there's all these jobs that aren't really necessary, but it gives people purpose and it gives people money. So there's yeah. like these pointless jobs. It's a it's a it's a good it's a good one that they've got on there. Interesting. I feel like the party playing committee is is kind of one of those things where it's like there's no purpose for this, but it well... wastes time. <laughs> I guess. I mean, if you actually wanted anything fun to happen, though, you kind of have to have people. You have to have somebody do it. To yeah. do it. Yeah. And and he's trying, he is actually trying to boost morale. So Yeah, but in a stupid way. They could have just in a very dumb way. something else. They could have had a little pizza party or something. Instead, yes. it's, let's do a do birthday the bowling that thing. Do the oh bowling God, the thing bowling that you thing. came up with in the last episode. Right. <laughs> Write it down. Write out your ideas, because otherwise you're going to forget and be an idiot again. He calls them his party planning biatches. Yeah. I don't think anybody says biatch anymore. Uh, we should bring that I back. I do not think so. I think we should bring that back. Why? <laughs> and he says, if you haven't gotten cake yet, they should get one of those ice cream cakes. And Angela tells him that 
Meredith is allergic to dairy. She can't have dairy. She's so <laughs> she's like lactose she intolerant. She could not have an ice cream cake. And he's and he's like, yeah, well, he's, she's not the only one that's going to be eating it. And they're like, but it's, but it's her birthday, right? And then a moment happens, and I have to dwell on this, Rachel. Okay, all right, dwell, dwell away. Because the next line that Michael has, my college roommate and I have said million times. We would say it to each other for no particular reason. And sometimes we would be like, do you want to go get dessert or something? Because we would say back and forth to each other, and I am going to scream into the microphone. Wait a minute. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) So turn down your volume real quick, folks. Mint chocolate chip! I would like some mint chocolate chip. It's so so weird. It's so weird. So I was thinking, if you haven't already gotten a cake, um, maybe going for one of those ice cream cakes from Baskin Robbins. They're very good, very delicious. Meredith's allergic to dairy, so... She's not the only one that's going to be eating it, right? And I think everybody likes ice cream cake. It's not not just about her, so... It is her chocolate chip. Would be good. How about some chocolate chip? We would say chocolate chip to each other constantly for no for anything it would just be like what's your favorite flip mint chocolate chip i like some <laughs> mint chocolate chip so no matter what no matter what i think about this episode as a whole it's there it, has, it holds a place in your heart because it, of mint chocolate yes, chip special place in my heart because of mint chocolate chip total mint nostalgia. chocolate chip total total nostalgia place. and yes. and here's the thing too i don't even like mint chocolate chip I, I think it's too minty. I enjoy it. <laughs> I have a candle. I have a mint chocolate chip candle that I do like to light, but I don't actually like the taste of mint chocolate chip. So anyway, where the hell were we? Mint chocolate chip. Okay. Uh, mint chocolate chip. Mm, mint chocolate chip. So D- Dwight asks Jim to form an alliance because of the downsizing, and they can help each other out. I don't know how they can help each other out, but they can help each other out. And another famous moment here, because they, they call it back a few seasons from now, mm-hmm. where Jim says, absolutely I do. <laughs> do you want to form an alliance with me? Absolutely I do. Good. Good. Jim spends hours thinking of how to get back at Dwight because right. of how Dwight Dwight is. And now here's a way to do it. Just falls in his lap. I love that Dwight says, keep it a secret. And Jim immediately goes and tells Pam. Of course. He's just, just not even uh, wait a second. No. And then he tells Pam that it, he thinks it has something to do with Survivor or they're going to have like an idol or something. So Survivor is still a thing, but it was Survivor bigger back still then. Survivor yeah. Yeah. It was way bigger back then, though. But it, yeah, the, the the creating alliances and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that's a big survivor thing. Because TV's tried to go back to being a little more classy and like having like actual like plots and television shows. But in the early 2000s, it was nothing but reality TV trash, garbage, garbage, garbage. Still yeah. is. There is still that. There There's is still plenty of, of that. that. But, that's all yeah. that. That's all that Discovery and TLC are is just garbage, like that. Which Pretty is why much. everybody's worried about HBO Max. Dwight confronts Jim and is like, did you tell Pam about our alliance? And Jim says that he's using Pam. 
Because right. who knows more about the office than the receptionist? Exactly. She hears everything, which, which is, is true. actually very true. Receptionists do know everything that's going on. At, at one point, my best friend was the receptionist. Yeah, and Recep- uh, receptionist or everything. personal or personal um, assistants. Yes, between the two of those, they know everything. Yep. Or administrative assistants is that what they? I think it's, it's administrative, administrative assistants. Yeah. yeah, you know, you all know what, folks. You know what I was talking about. Outdated language. What did you say? personal assistance which is still the a same thing fucking thing it's not like you said something like like <laughs> well I even, it's assistance not like stewardess and... versus flight attendant like that's, I guess that's secre- what i felt secretary, like secretary 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 yeah. <laughs> jim tells dwight that there may be that he might have to talk to her a lot and there may be some giggling and All he's the giggling. just gonna have to yeah i like that he calls it giggling like he knows that the two of them giggle with each other well yeah that's, interesting it's it, it's an interesting self-awareness i thought for jim well why do you think that because i think giggling implies flirting and a i little, think he wants it but not all the time i guess so i, like, I, when, I gotta... when it's between friends and you're like conniving and like like you know it's like secretive but i feel, I feel like you, you would have called it laughing i don't know if you would have called it giggling i, I don't guess. know no, I see what you mean, though. I see what you mean. But I think yeah. he does know he's flirting with Pam. He he knows he's flirting with Pam, yes. Yes. I don't know if he thinks she is or not. I don't know. Again, I'm a terrible flirter. I can never <laughs> tell when someone's flirting with me. I don't know if I've ever flirted with anyone. It just, it is what it is, whatever comes out of my mouth or my actions. So I don't know because I'm bad at it. Be very blunt with me, folks at home that find me on at the bar or on various dating websites. Michael Scott. Men talk about chip. That's just gonna be like the awkward. Anytime something awkward happens, it's gonna be chip. I'd like some chocolate chip. Michael got a card and is looking through the card. Because a bunch of other people have signed it, and they say Meredith is an accountant here. Jim signed something about fudging the numbers because she's an accountant, and she's not an accountant. She's in supplier relations, so that is a continuity oh. error. Continuity error. Merp, merp, continuity error. So maybe, maybe she changes jobs next season, but of yeah, course maybe, she's not an maybe accountant. Maybe she just changes. But she's not an but accountant. she's not because, because accounting is in that other corner. Accounting sits in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, so somebody, some writer came up with a joke and they liked it, so they kept it in even oh, though it didn't make any sense. Oh, that's a good. I didn't even catch that. I'm so glad yeah. you said it because I didn't even think about it. He's thinking about trying to come up with something funny, because he's like, "That'll help morale if I come up with something funny." Again, he overly, he thinks more highly of himself and his job than is actually there, mm-hmm. and the pointlessness of being this like middle management nothing that really doesn't do anything but he thinks he's like the most important person right jim spies quote unquote on kevin and toby because (laughs) dwight thinks something might be going on and uh, all he's doing is talking about sandwiches sandwiches with them i love the their bread is very good the way he says that it's very good good. dwight and Jim meet up after this because and Dwight or uh Jim makes up an entire story about 
so HR and accounting are making an alliance and that could go against them because they're sales. So he, the, Dwight's worried and Jim's like, it's pretty cold out here. I'm going to go inside. Why don't you stay out here, though? Because one of us has to stay out to make it look like we're not in the same alliance. And Dwight's right. like, yes, yes, good idea. Yeah. Like, I'm going to stay out here even longer and pretend I'm smoking. And <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's great, too. Oscar so comes into Michael's office to ask him to give to the charity. Michael gives him the stink eye at first, and then Oscar tells him, like, do you want to donate? And, of course, because he's got to play for the camera to be the good guy. Right. He's like, of course. Oh, and look at all of these small donations. These people don't have any charity. And he gives $25, thinking that that's, like, the total, not realizing it's per mile that this kid's able to walk. Per mile. That's laid there, but we don't know about that yet. There is a scene where Toby comes in. Michael is trying to figure <laughs> out what exactly to right, put in the... Meredith's card. That's his that's right. his job for the day. That's his task. Oh my god, that is all he's doing all day. Yes. Taking it very seriously. To the point where other people keep coming in and saying, Can I sign this? Because Right. Because that... he still has it. Yeah. And at one point Toby comes in to sign the card. And Toby kind of chuckles as he writes it. And Michael realizes it's going to be funny. Right. And he gets mad at Toby. He's like, what do you... No, no, you can't write that. You can't write that, Toby. I, I had dibs on her being redheaded or yeah, something like something. that. something. He probably was saying something about her being like a fiery redhead, like with like that yeah. type of attitude or personality or something. He wants Toby to cross it off. And... Toby starts crossing it off, and then he clearly, like, starts to, like, doodle right. the, where he crossed it off to, like, just like, draw a picture instead. And then Michael gets mad again, and he's like, no, fine, fine, get some, get some white out, you ruined it. <laughs> and then he makes him go get his own white out. Right. So oh, it's so, so goofy. Apparently, now, I think Michael doesn't like HR to begin with. Well, because they, they, they take all the fun out of everything. Right, right, exactly. But according to the wiki, Uh-oh. Paul Lieberstein, according to the wiki, has said, who plays Toby, mm-hmm. said this was the moment that Michael realized that he hates Toby. <laughs> this is it right here. Yes. Which it's in a deleted scene, but I think it works too. Like he's just HR and he sucks the fun out of everything. Sure. But him like one-upping him even in something that michael thinks he's the best at is where it like pushed him over the edge to hate toby (laughs) so it makes sense pam and jim make dwight think pam is taking notes about staff meetings she like comes and runs to jim to talk about him and dwight is pleased with this and it was all pam's idea to kind of extend the office prank on him and jim starts going off about like oh she's so great And then he looks around because he realizes what he's doing. And then he realizes that he needs to kind of bring it back to Dwight. So he says, this is where he says, like, if you hear Dwight say the word immunity, let him know. Because that'll make his day. It'll be the greatest (laughs) day of his life. (laughs) So again, Michael is walking around his office trying to figure out a joke or a limerick or something. And he can't come up with anything. And... Oh, this is this is the Toby scene. This is the Toby scene. So the, that comes after, but whatever. It can be out of order. It doesn't matter. 
Yeah, that's not a big deal. Dwight comes in to the office and Michael asks Dwight what he knows about Meredith. <laughs> Dwight gives this ridiculously stupid like synopsis, which yes. I can't tell. Like it makes it even creepy to your point where she, he's like, she's divorced. She's been divorced twice. She has two kids. She wants, uh, he, he's like, no, I want something embarrassing. And he's he like, goes, she had a she hysterectomy. Had a hysterectomy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he thinks that he thinks about it for a second. Like, is that something I could use? And then he's like, uh, no. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, he asks like, what did it well, like? What was that one? Like, what is the hysterectomy? Oh, yeah, what is that again? The uterus. Yeah. He's like, no, not like that. Like, he thought it was going to be something funny that he could use. Yes, yes. And he does say, do I have immunity? And it cuts to Jim being happy because yes. the, the crew must have told him, like, yeah, yeah, immunity. Michael goes to Meredith and asks... Oh, did you notice, like, in the background... Go no, go ahead. In the background of, like, on Michael's desk, he has weights, but then there's also this, like, mouse family... Yes, yes. I just noticed that. <laughs> I was I didn't just wondering, what is that? Like, I kind of want to know if that They look changes? like carolers or something. Yeah. Like, from like a... Like a yeah, like it's a, a very Dickensian mice looking <laughs> yes. thing. We're going to have to keep an eye on that and see if it's in other episodes or if it's like one of those things where they change it up every Yeah, once in a while. it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah, because these just so rats are in the, or mice are in the background. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Wait, did you... <laughs> I just saw the sign that said whistle and I'll fart. I don't understand. <laughs> that seems the like something that... in this office is... There's so much. There's so that, much. That's gotta be something that Michael would have put on a post-it note, I guess, though, right? It makes some sense, but, but why is it on a post-it? I, I don't, don't know. know. Very, so very random. bizarre. Michael goes to Meredith... And asks about any funny interactions they might have had. And this isn't Meredith yet, as we come to know her. So there's nothing yet. Because I think future seasons Meredith would have would have come well, up they with. Probably, she probably like is opened up a little bit more. So she they probably yeah. find out more about her and they're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think there would have been something about like, oh yeah, I remember we woke up like one time in like a ditch or something like that. Yeah. And Michael would have been like, that that wasn't us <laughs> or something. You know, she goes, well, what no. about that one time? And then she yeah. just starts going off on like another tangent. She goes, I don't think that was me either. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Then. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that would have been, been like, funny season. Yeah. Three or four. Yeah. Like that would have been like a way to make Michael more competent and Meredith less competent. Right. Cause like everybody kind of evens out a little bit. Right. One of the alliances, according to Jim, is going to meet during the birthday party. And Dwight knows the best place to hide in the warehouse where the meeting is going to take place. Right. And Dwight tells the camera that deer have good vision, but he's better at hiding than they are at vision. Right. (laughs) Very stupid way to say it. It's so dumb. Yeah, what are those, what are the mice doing? The one's wearing a top (laughs) hat. I'm obsessed with it now. Wait, they change. Now they're boxers. <gasps> they're boxers. And I think it's like a ring announcer. Oh, okay. <laughs> How cute. Folks at home, if you want to get Rachel a gift, make up some, <laughs> recreate that and send it to the they're Shelf Life so PO box. <laughs> I love it. There's more and more of Mike 
trying to figure out what to put in this card. He cannot come up with oh, yeah, anything. He's, he's trying to like rhyme the name with like Dunder Mifflin and He's juggling the mice at one point. Yes. Uh, Meredith and... is such a horrible one to go with. <laughs> so they end up surprising Meredith. They all have to wear these stupid I cannot, I could not, I could not imagine working at an office and having to w- put a party hat on. Oh, I only ever put those on as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, can you imagine having to do it at your office? No. It would be, like, Kind so... of, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some offices. It might have happened. <laughs> I love that there's some people in the background that we never know their name. They're clearly the people that end up getting downsized. <gasps> yes. Oh, I never even think about that. You only ever, like, pay attention to the main characters. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, a few people that either leave or get downsized, for sure. They do happy birthday, and Meredith is even, like... Surprise? I don't understand. Like, she thought yeah. it was for Angela, and then Angela's yeah. like, no, it's for you. And she's like, my birthday's next month. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jim is packaging Dwight yes, in, in a this box. box. And like, taping it up and everything. Dwight insists on it, so he does it. Can I trust Jim? I don't know. Do I have a choice? No. Frankly, I don't. Will I trust Jim? Yes. Should I trust Jim? You tell me. And Jim just tapes up this box and leaves. Right. I mean, yeah, I guess that's like their plan. So it yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that's what sense. they said the plan was. It's what he said you can't stay here. You have to leave. Yeah. yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. So, all right. The office is enjoying the cake. Yep. Although they have to wear these stupid hats. The uh, funny thing about this was there had to be a bunch of takes for this, right? So. I think. Steve Carell had to just keep downing this cake. And they all said he got, like, sick. He, like, felt like crap because he I kept mean, eating would. it. And he, he keeps taking, like, chunk after chunk, so he had to just keep taking these these bites. So they said they, like, were all, like, sick because they had to keep eating this cake. So Meredith probably got off a little bit scot-free because she, did, oh, yeah, she, she didn't, didn't have, have to, to eat, eat any. You know, if if she wasn't lactose intolerant and liked that, though, she probably was, like, sneaking it in the background. That's true. That's true. I Good would point. be. <laughs> yeah. But she didn't have to keep constantly, like, Pretending eating the cake. Eat it, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a good spot, though, with Phyllis and... About the streamers? Yes. Go ahead. During go this, ahead. while they're eating. I love this. They're just sit. They're standing together, and they're eating the cake. Angela says the red streamers were the right choice like the perfect choice and phyllis is just like they're just okay and it just goes back and forth like that and i just love the that like silent yeah, like that passive aggressive oh that passive yeah. aggressiveness between each other yeah. i love that i love it mm-hmm. we get michael being obnoxious to a bunch of other people and then he tells meredith that he tries to get meredith to eat the cake and she's like, I can't, I can't. And he's like, oh, like, if I was allergic to dairy, I'd kill myself. Yeah, that was so, good. so, like, nuts. Homer has a little hat on, too. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I like that. I wonder if he does that. He's just like, it's just so good, because he already feels sick from eating it. Yeah. Yeah, because who knows how many pieces of cake he had to right. swallow. Because, like, he is. He's taking these giant He chunks. could, like, spit it out. 
Yeah, you could just spit it out. But it's Steve Carell. He feels like he yeah, has to be like in the moment. You're right. Where was I? Oh, Jim tells Pam to go down and fake the phone call because Dwight's in a box down there. <laughs> so she does. And the, clearly the box is moving around. Right. <laughs> and... It's like trying to dig a hole. And then, uh, and then the box tips over, yes! and she can't handle it anymore. She just, so she runs, just walks away. away. Yeah, like like Dwight thinks that he's hiding from anybody. Right. Jim tells Michael about the money, and he's like, "Well, you know, money isn't the key to happiness, Jim. You know what is? Joy." <laughs> and so stupid. Jim tells Michael, "Like, well, no, it's going to be like." five hundred dollars or something because you know it's gonna end up being fifty dollars for jim right and michael talks to oscar about it and oscar tells him that it says it right on the sheet and he thinks it's kind of cheap to undonate to to a charity and michael (laughs) i would see now that's where i think he's wrong michael's got a point he i feel like he's in the wrong at that point because he could have said like i'm i i didn't realize yeah, you didn't, I didn't understand I didn't realize you want that, to lower yeah. it so it makes yeah. more sense for you because it's I agree. like I feel like it's really rude that he's just like I think it's I think it's wrong of you to change this and it's like all right look I know you don't like your boss but maybe yes, you yes. went a little far it, it, it does come it does come a little bit to like yeah them just being like no fuck this guy right but at the same time yeah I think he probably could have been like all right, do you want to cut it back to, like, 10 well, bucks or yeah, something? Yeah, well, like, 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 can we do, like, 10, like, 5? Like, yeah. What, like, what actually works? Yeah. Like, like, all right, cool. I, I got it. Yeah. I understand that you, you thought wrong. Yeah. And while they're talking about this, Michael asks... <laughs> Michael asks him how how many miles did your nephew do last year and he goes yes. he did 18 miles and Michael goes son of a bitch yes. I just the way that he says <laughs> son he of a bitch it. is yes. so good <laughs> that is good I like that one Michael asked Meredith to read all the notes aloud because they got her the card and she, and uh, like how embarrassing would this be if you were just one of the other employees to have to have your note read aloud to everybody so yeah, it's a, it's a little it's a little weird. It's a little much. They give the little jokes on the card. It's just normal stuff. And as as they're telling him, Michael is besmirching all of it. He's just like, oh, like that's not good. Right. He's, so, he's such an obnoxious boss. He's like oh, belittling he's so his employees. And Michael mentions downsizing in his joke because the joke is hopefully the only thing that gets downsized is your age. Which doesn't even make any sense. And it, no, it doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> and it brings the room down. Oh my god, of course it does. Because it's like, wait, are you trying to say like that's actually happening? Everybody's bummed out about it. There is a little bit of extra context in the deleted scene or in the super fan cut because Michael tries to make a joke about the hysterectomy. Oh my god, and... yeah, he starts just like. Yeah, he tries coming up with anything that might work. And that goes too far because, like, Meredith starts getting upset. Yes! And then he blames the party planning committee. And and Angela says, like, oh, yeah, well, the fil- the streamers were Phyllis's idea. Yes! And Phyllis, I love oh Phyllis here. Yes! Because she's like, oh, jeez, oh, boy. Like, like she's like, you really are I kind really of wish she just went, like, oh, you bitch. I just yeah. really wanted her to say it. I was like, come on! <laughs> But there is a little like interaction between Pam and Jim at this point too, where Pam is whispering to oh. Jim, not not very subtly either. No, well she wasn't trying to be subtle. She was trying no. to be obvious. 
where she's like, you should, you should, you should smile. smile. You should smile, smile. Michael. Smile, Michael. Yeah. I like that it calls it back from the beginning. I, I understand why both of them were, were cut from the television edit. Yeah. But it, it's, it's a nice callback to what Michael was doing at the beginning. Because Michael actually gets a little bit of comeuppance. Yes. Here. He deserves the comeuppance. <laughs> but it's just embarrassment. Like, it's just, I can deal with season one cringe it's 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 further down the line where it gets a little like oh cringe, it becomes cringe too much. Gets a little too yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the times with cringy stuff, it like it's overbearing. Like I can't do that. He wasn't going to flaunt the money that he was donating to charity, but he made a sizable donation to Oscar's nephew's charity, and he writes a check for half the money, right. <laughs> and and he applauds himself. He tells a story to the camera about donating to a hospital anonymously. And he'll tell somebody that he donated that hospital because he is Michael Scott. Right. <laughs> he, he has those delusions of grandeur of like how rich he's going to be working as Michael as Scott. As the manager of a paper company. Mm-hmm. It turns out, I like this little twist, that it is Ryan's birthday. Yes, but he didn't want to tell anybody. But he doesn't. He, he's, and, and Toby's like, oh, do you want me to say something? And he's like, no. No. Yeah. Which is like understandable. He's like, I yeah. got the cake. Yes, you can pretend I got, I, I got this cake. is my party, but nobody, nobody knows. knows. And yeah. that's how I want it to be. <laughs> it goes to Jim excitingly, excitingly up to Pam to tell her that he convinced Dwight to spy on the other branch. Yes. But not only does he have to spy on the other branch, he convinced him that he needs to go undercover and dye his hair, which is it kind of comes back in a few seasons. They actually do this, but it's a good little gag. They end up just because of like how they're positioned and because they're both like laughing hysterically about it. Yeah. Like he's like falling over and he's trying to whisper to her, but it's like hard to whisper because they're laughing and they end up kind of grabbing hands and they're laughing as they do it. And Roy happens to, to come inside at the same time. Yes. And he gets super pissed about this. Like, I thought a little, like, he knows the relationship that Jim and Pam have as, like, friends. Right. So it's a little over the top. I thought. Like, he gets, like, super confrontational. Well, yeah, because he's just like, were you trying to cop a feel? And, like, gets up in, like up on top of him. And it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. It Back wasn't, off. It wasn't that much. No. And I feel like Jim didn't even have to explain it the way he did. He just had to say, we were laughing about something yeah, that we, I, happened Yeah, we were making today. a joke. I, yeah, I was doing an office prank. Because Jim completely comes clean and is like, well, Yeah, I... he com- completely comes clean. He didn't have to say. Well, all he had to he... do was, I did an office prank. Because he panics he, he yeah, totally he panics. panics because he knows his feelings so it's not like roy's in the wrong, like completely wrong but... but he wasn't he wasn't doing what roy thought he was doing right right, right. which is where i'm at where it's like yes. calm the fuck down <laughs> yes and roy asks dwight to verify this story and dwight being dwight is like i don't have no idea what he's talking about right i do love and this happens a few times during the office. Kevin stands up to defend yes! Jim. Yes. He got up like, if there's going to be a fight, I'm going to stop it. 
And that comes back up later in the seasons too, because he actually says he would defend Jim, and then he like, well, because we'll Jim their, is actually we'll nice their, to him, like we'll legitimately nice to him. Yeah, I think they like play poker and stuff together sometimes. There's an episode down the line where Kevin says he he has Jim's back if Roy gets mad at him again. I like. And them. then at the end of the episode, Kevin's like, oh, "I'm glad that they didn't come to fight because I was <laughs> I was not going to be good at it or something like that." Like he was willing like to do it, ready. but he was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna get like, my I'm ass actually kicked. gonna have to do it." <laughs> yeah. Cut. Immediate cut then to <laughs> Dwight wearing this horrible blonde wig. He looks like future episode Pony Boy. He looks like it's like a it's like when Pony Boy dyes his hair blonde yeah, so in, in a future subject for us. It's so bad. Dwight basically says that he didn't really have an alliance with Jim. He wanted Jim to think he had an alliance with Jim, and then he he stabbed Jim in the back right at the perfect time. Right. And as he's saying this, he's like, this Jim walks learn in. Something. Like, yeah. yeah. As he's saying it, Jim walks in and is like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so he, he gets to, you know, embarrass Dwight. Right. Again, because like, oh my God. And that's the end of the Alliance. Rachel, what did you think of the Alliance? I'm trying to think. Like every time that's you kind of what I think. That's kind of that's kind of what I think of the of the alliance too. I've got it. It's it's, it's more pedestrian. It's a kind of a pedestrian like their episode. Nothing crazy happens or worthwhile. no, nothing too crazy happens. Michael's an idiot. Michael Jim is definitely Kim an idiot. Flirt. It's crueler than healthcare. Yes, it's meaner. I think than that's healthcare. I think that's the a good way of describing it is that there's more cruelty and like meaner stuff yeah. happening in this one yeah and it it, it, it is a little bit cringier because yes. of those things yeah and i wonder just if like that's why did it go too far did it go too far like i always kind of come back to this one or i always like think like oh it's that one when i think about this oh, this episode okay. a little bit yeah it's not it's not my favorite i sure. would say you know yeah no, I agree. It still has its moments. I still, I, no matter what I think about it, it has mint chocolate chip, so mint I can't be chip. too bad about it. But no, but again, it, it, the the overall episode itself, it's kind of like eh. But you know, there's always like those one liners or something like that you can pull from things, even if yeah. you don't like it. Absolutely. So that is the alliance. So, with that being said, we're going to hop over to the next conference room to get to the next meeting, where we will talk about another episode of The Office, but meanwhile, we're just going to take a short break. Mint chocolate chip! I'm going to go get myself some mint chocolate chip. Okay, listen, this is just going to be a friendly game, right? We are all on the same team here. The Dunder Mifflin team. Of course, if you beat us, you're fired. That's a joke. Okay, let's do it. And the next episode that we are covering here is episode five of The Office Basketball. Yes, thank you, Rachel. Sorry. Yes. No, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Under, undercut me. I was just, I was just like, basketball. <laughs> yes. The episode. Basketball. <laughs> aired on April 19th, 2005, written and directed by Greg Daniels. The first one that he wrote and directed for the show. Rachel, what happens in basketball? Very simply put, the office and the warehouse 
go head to head playing basketball. That's it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's great. That's great. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. It is a very simple premise. And I do think this is one where you get a lot of... I wonder if it's because there's a lot of kinetic energy going on. It feels a lot more energetic than the first several... Uh, maybe other than Diversity Day. But it feels very energetic for the first season. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. I don't know. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff going on. It, there, there's, like, little things that, like, happen all over the place quickly. So maybe that is why it feels more energetic. Greg Daniels, of course, helps to make the office for the U.S. So this is the first one that he directed and wrote. I think that they just wanted to do something that was a little bit more for lack of a better term, American. This is one that does not happen in the British show. So, I mean, you could see that. Like, they're not going to play basketball necessarily in the UK. Would they play, like, lacrosse or something? You think that's see, like... like a... I, I no, kind it, of, it would be it, soccer, If it, it did it? exist. Football. Football. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I live well, I, on I, this I, side I of the pond. Thank you. Rugby, lacrosse, football slash soccer... You know, yeah. something like that. That's a good question. I don't know if there is a, an equivalent in the UK version, and I did not look it up, so I do not know. I was just curious. I'm like, okay, do they have a, a sport episode? Because that would be kind of funny. Yeah. Because then it would be funny to see, like, the equivalent. So, should we get right into basketball? I guess I could say, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll say this before we start, because I was like, should I say it's at the end of the episode, or should I say this at the beginning of the episode? But I, I'll say this now. This was the episode, like I said, I did not watch these when they debuted. I watched them way afterward and got the DVD way afterward. But this was the episode that I used to try to convince my friends to watch The Office. Oh, really? Yeah, this was that. This was my attempt at having a gateway for the show for everybody else was basketball. I don't know what that means, but it could, it could mean favorable to the I show, think I think, or, or to this I episode. would think it's favorable to the show in a broader sense, that this actually kind of displays more of what you like about it yeah. as a whole, because there might be, I mean, obviously this is the first season, so there's going to be kind of flops, there's going to be some that are really good, et cetera, et cetera. That's like with the first season of most things. Right. And... I think you're, what you're seeing is probably the characters show themselves a lot in this one. Maybe, like, the, the plot feels a bit more like what they usually do, like, with the, the, with the, with the office, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's why mm -hmm. you must have showed them this one. Plus, it's got a sports. Yeah, it's got sports. It's got sports in it. We it's were, got sports. We were, like, 17 or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> so, let us begin go through the show here so michael comes in and asks oh you get okay yeah so then michael comes in and asks his team if they have their bags and jim holds up a uh what would you call it duffel bag ryan has a sack it looks like a garbage bag I think it's just a yeah garbage bag. <laughs> and then Dwight is brown nosing, and he also has his duffel bag with him, to which Michael kind of chagrins at. Just ignores. 
Yeah. And we learn that they are playing a friendly game of basketball at lunch. Michael plays every weekend, which I was, I was like, yeah, I'm sure you do, Michael. But he saw that they had basketball hoops down in the warehouse. I almost called it the warehouse. factory. Down in the warehouse and thought that it would be a morale booster to play some basketball with the folks in the warehouse. Which, I mean, honestly, that, that the idea of, like, yeah, bring everybody together, give them something to do together. Yeah, that's a, it's a nice idea. It's a fine idea. a lot idea. of times you're separated. Yeah. Right. The way he goes about it and the things he says, he's an idiot. But, yeah. <laughs> I've done this at work, too. It's, it's not yeah, a same. bad idea. It's just, yeah, he's doing it. He's doing it to to win i don't know what his purpose. he's like showboating yeah <laughs> i can't tell i think what is what it is, is. <laughs> but he doesn't really have anything to showboat because but he wants to be like the best yeah. and the winner and i can't tell if he it's hard to tell throughout this entire episode if he has an overinflated sense of how good he is at basketball or if he knows he's bad at it. basketball but he's trying to cover it up I I think this is just I I feel like it's more so the inflated yes I'm really good at this but then he's playing with them and he realizes oh maybe I'm not good at this and maybe the other people I play with if he even does play with other people aren't as as good as like these guys mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. like these guys I think yeah they play they 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 know what they're doing yeah. in a good sense and there's some big guys I have a feeling he plays with sides. a group that's like yeah yeah. <laughs> So he talks about how... Yeah, there's bigger guys that are like, that, that probably do play. Yeah. He talks about how he went down there and there were, what the, he started just shooting hoops down there and he starts sinking them, you know, nothing but net. And their None of that jaws just dropped. African-Americans. <laughs> what? what that? I'm like, of course, you would... St- streamline to the the stereotype streamline straight to it yeah yes, that's because he that's all he knows <laughs> there's there's a little bit that of is that. all he knows stereotype of everything uh, those those jokes are are pretty good though in the episode where he he wants he oh i do Stanley's love be i do weapon. love their responses <laughs> yeah yes their responses to it is, is just like yeah that's beautiful thank you <laughs> he gets some messages and dwight wants to be on the team this is it felt like Jim was trying to make fun of of Michael having pleated pants, but it didn't go like totally into that. And then and then it, Dwight just wants to be on the team. And yeah, the the joke started, but then it didn't get. Yeah, to it didn't continue. like continue. So Michael says that he can't because based on past behavior, where he vouched for him in front of Todd Packer, Dwight Todd Packer. We'll learn later that Todd Packer is like Michael's best friend. He's I, a I, he's a hoot. I do not see a hoot and a half. I do not see Todd Packer playing basketball. I can. You do. I can see him playing like an ass. Like I could see them actually playing together and both thinking they're amazing and both being horrible. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you like that. going three pointer and then like it goes nowhere. <laughs> like it goes completely yeah, out of bounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, like <laughs> the. Uh... I will give the television cut more than the extended cut here because in the television cut, you never find out what Dwight did at the pickup game that caused Michael to be so mad at him. But in the extended cut, they do a testimonial with Dwight where he says that he should... Michael was open on a few passes and he didn't pass it to him. Or Michael threw him the ball and he missed the passes or something like that. 
And I just thought it wasn't as satisfying as having something in your imagination. That elusive, yeah. that elusive, mysterious type of story that we want to know what it is, yeah. but they never tell us. It, I love that. It, I like it when it's kind of like just hinted it's, it's, at, but you never know what it actually it's is. It's better, especially when you see what Dwight's behavior is actually on the court. Like you can kind of imagine that he did something similar at the pickup game mm-hmm. that would have like embarrassed Michael. I love the little moment where Dwight starts playing with some toy on Michael's desk and Michael takes it and like puts it on the, like he takes it away from him. So he <laughs> just takes it away it. from him. Yeah. And like, no, you don't get to play with this. This line quoted a lot by myself and my college roommate. I don't know why. And I don't even remember what contact. There's a lot of quotes in this one that I, I will say that we did a lot. <laughs> of course. This, this one, <laughs> this one though, I can't even think of what the context was that we set it in, but the hand strikes and gives a flower. We used to say a lot, and I don't so understand weird. why. Probably because it's such a weird thing. It doesn't really make any sense. But even, you even like the say hand motion like, of striking on the shoulder. Yeah. So he tells Dwight that he will not play basketball, but someone needs to take over the holiday and weekend work calendar because corporate wants people to be there on Saturdays. I can't tell if just to uh, up to 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 bring up productivity or what yeah but i guess I, yeah i can't really tell like is it just this saturday or is it every saturday? it seemed like it was every like, saturday which like, I, I, I think it's just supposed to be a month because good lord i think it's supposed like... to just be like this this <laughs> six days a week yeah it's supposed to be that dunder mifflin's kind of a shitty place to work it's still that first season they're a shitty company i mean they i feel like they just always are I think they always are, yeah. (laughs) But Michael, of course... It's one of those weird companies that stays afloat somehow, but they're still, like, dumping water. And they're still taking on water constantly, but they're still floating. They're fine. (laughs) Yeah, they have... They're uh, they're surviving. They have a lot of debt, but they never make money, but they're somehow just always kind of there. They some tape on it. It's fine. It's It's no big deal. So Michael doesn't want to deal with it, so he gives it to Dwight. There's a yeah, cut. Of course, Dwight's like, yes, yes. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Anything that Michael gives him, he's going to be up for. There's a cut scene in the super edit where I don't know if this is ever a thing. And Rachel, maybe you can tell me if this is a thing. Maybe this is a regional <laughs> thing. I don't know what the hell they were doing here. I thought this was gross. So Pam is fixing part of her desk with Elmer's glue. And, Which is not going to work. You need like some wood glue or yeah, something. Yeah, like, it was not, that's not going to work. Jim comes up to the desk to flirt with her as he does. And he takes yeah, the glue and he just, he just pours. He puts it on like hand sanitizer. He puts it on like hand sanitizer. But a lot. <laughs> or a lotion. Like not even a yes. little bit of it. Like a ton. And he just starts meshing it between his hands. And they talk about how they used to do this as kids where they would peel it off and it would make, like, a glue hand. Is this a thing? Did I miss this? I mean, I have no idea. I never did this. Here's the thing. Like, I would get glue on my hands and it would dry and you'd peel it off. But I never would, like, intentionally put it all over my hand to make a glue hand. It would just happen to be on my hand and it was kind of fun to peel off the, the glue after it dried. That's about it for me. They... I didn't eat glue. I didn't make glue hands. So I don't. I was the weird kid, maybe. <laughs> well, I, 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 eating glue is a whole different conversation. 
I just want to know, folks at home, was this a thing? Did you do this? Because Pam and Jim immediately act like, yes, they know what this is. And granted, they're older than we are, so maybe it's a generational thing. But I'm like, is this... Maybe it's just that that minor gap of some years. Is this something that is done in in Pennsylvania? Like, somebody's got to tell me what's going on. Tell me what's happening. But Pam gets a call from Roy's mom while they're... And I guess it's supposed to be like a thing where like maybe Jim's getting a little, you know, he's getting a little hot and bothered because she's blowing on his hands to help it dry so that they can peel it off. Roy's mom calls her and he she has to take the call. So Jim has to just kind of walk away and, and then... Yeah, he kind of, he he's really awkward at that point because he's like just, he figured the call was going to be quick. So he's like, okay, then we can get back to the weird glue hand thing. But then he's like, I got to just uh, walk away because they're not stopping. And it's, yeah. his, it's the mother-in-law. Yeah, it's and, a little, like, I'm just going to, I'm going to throw it out there. It's not like I haven't done something explicitly only to talk to the girl and then had to be like, okay, this isn't working. I'm just going to stop. So I'm there. <laughs> I'm with Jim on this. I understand. Just awkwardly walk away. But it looks so pathetic <laughs> to see it happen. It is a little sad. It's a little cringy. It's very sad. It's a little sad. It's like, oh, sad. Yeah. Ooh, weird. Because oh, now you have glue oh, hands. So like, sorry. I would... Oh, that's gross. Sorry. Dwight at this time starts to figure out the schedule. And the tie flip from the opening credits is in this scene. He flips the tie back so that he can he can get to business of making That's people right. work on Saturdays. Gotta get that tie out of the way. He's like scheduling out. I don't even understand how this works. He's got a grid going on on this whiteboard that I don't even think he understands how it works. But it, I think it's supposed <laughs> to schedule out when like everybody's gonna which what Saturdays everybody's gonna work on. And clearly the power has gone to Dwight's head because he gets to decide when people are coming in on Saturday. No, I was just going to say, I just, I find it odd that it's like he has to make this entire grid system for it when it's like they're not, as far as I can tell, they're not hourly. Like, okay, you're going to come in from like the morning shift and here's like the afternoon shift and like, no, my guess is the night shift. I'm guessing it's just, it, but that's why it like seemed weird. That's like, here's this whole grid system that I'm going to use to like figure out who gets which Saturdays. And I think the X axis is everyone in the office and yeah. the Y axis. I don't know. Is it like, that's what I like mean. The five like, I, I've done, I've had to do stuff like with like jobs and like college and stuff where it was hourly and it's like, okay, well you have to take these couple of hours and then this person is to eat these couple of hours and you had to like pretty much grid that out to make sure nobody's getting too much and too little. Right. This doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of want to know. I would have if... thought that was the times on the left, and it's like no. <laughs> I kind of want to know if somebody has taken like a like a screenshot of this chart and tried to figure out what the hell Dwight is doing with it because it, it does not. I hope make it's a lot literally nothing. I'm I'm sure it is, but I hope it's just to make it look like he's doing something. Yeah, he's important. Yes, I have a whiteboard. I have a whiteboard. I I, I used to have a whiteboard <laughs> at work. I don't anymore. I took it away. So I do like the little moment where Jim is trying to make Dwight feel like he shouldn't let the power go to his head. And he says, Phyllis, can you believe this? And Phyllis just goes, just leave me out of it. Like, she doesn't want, she doesn't want anything to do with it. 
don't 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 bring me into Pro- this. Probably like... because she's worried that if she takes Jim's side, Dwight's gonna put her on more Saturdays. Put her on Saturday. Yeah, so like, and she's like, no, nope, do not add me into this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we go to the whore house, as Michael calls the warehouse for no apparent reason. I, yeah. <laughs> What? What's wrong with that, Rachel? <laughs> Nothing. It's just, it's Michael Scott. And he just makes me huh, if, I ever, sigh. if I ever become in charge of an entire office, this is how I'm going to act. With the, the slick God, I hope not. hair, the pleated pants that are... I mean, pla- obviously, ironically, you're big. doing this. Yeah. He's doing this because that's who he is, yeah. okay? Yeah. So... Absolutely. Yeah, his pants are way too big. Yeah. Like, they're baggy. And I, poof. I think that might have also been why Jim was making fun of it earlier, but... So, yeah, because there's like so many pleats and then the poof. <laughs> so Michael takes Ryan down to meet the warehouse guys, and we meet Mitta Rajas, <sighs> also known as. <laughs> so this was also I I have to point out when we when we get to these moments that are just ingrained in my head forever. My college, I do love Daryl. Daryl, my college great. roommate would do this constantly. Would just do this mon- this little monologue by Daryl about Daryl. Rogers is what Ryan thinks because why else would Michael call it Mr. Rogers' neighborhood? And here we have Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Come on over here. Hey, this is Ryan. He's temping upstairs. What's up? And this is the foreman, Mr. Rogers. It's not my real name. No, it's Daryl. Daryl is Mr. Rogers. Daryl Rogers. Daryl Philbin. Then Regis. Then Reg. Then Roger. Yeah. And Mitha Rogers. <laughs> good God. <laughs> it's so good. And you can you can see you can see how Michael, like an idiot, would just he, well, he thinks because he's even like work like mouthing it too. So it's like he's he thinks it's like funny because he's like, yeah, that's how I got to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you had great great names I came up with for you, and he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Daryl. Dar- <laughs> that's how i feel daryl had daryl philbin played by craig robinson very very funny funny man but in the office mm-hmm. he almost plays more the straight man you know what i mean he plays the most level-headed just kind of but that's why i love it <laughs> I... because he's just like oh my god i have to deal with this shit yeah again. yeah and it's like that's why I love it, because he's just so, like, oh, God, <laughs> on that level. And then the other members of the warehouse staff, another extremely funny comedian, Lonnie, played by Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill uh, died. Oh, it really? Which stinks, because he died in 2011. And I can't remember how mm. many uh, appearances he makes on The Office, but he's, he's more known for his stand-up, for sure. I wish he would have made more appearances as Lonnie because I think this is pretty pretty good. And then there's uh, and then of course Pam's fiance Roy, who has made other appearances. But I love that Michael thinks that he's like <laughs> building rapport by talking about how how he asks Roy if he's still getting it regular, <laughs> and then he yep. can yeah <laughs> he can that... tell Pam that it's part of the job. It's so gross. It's so gross. It's so gross. <laughs> I'm sorry, but God, well, he's Michael just, Scott is he's gross just to me. Ass, and he just thinks that he's he thinks in his mind. I know this he is thinks what this he is cool. Be doing. He he's just yeah yeah. But I mean, and I'm sure I don't know if I've ever had someone at work 
or a boss in particular God, I would is hope this not. bad, but I'm sure that they're out there. Folks at home, do you have a Michael Scott that would do something like this? There's a scene where Kevin tries to tell Dwight he cannot work this Saturday because he's in a band. He's in a right. Steve Miller tribute Kevin band. Too. So he, he changes from being in the Steve Miller tribute band, as he says here, to being in the the police tribute band uh, isn't it doesn't well, he my assumption is it's the same band they yeah just no they just changed, changed what, what they wanted to play for sure dwight's reaction to get me a tape of the steve miller band and your band and we'll talk i also like when he says i'm in a band and kevin kevin says i'm in a band and dwight goes marching or garage <laughs> that's a good that's a good no it's a good line yeah, that's, that's that's a, a good really line, good line. Marching or garage? And, garage. <laughs> and the look on Dwight's face when Kevin's done and he goes, That is all, is such like an like such like a shitty toady looking thing of just ha- wanting this power and, and having this power. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Pam's toaster is broke. Her toaster oven has broken that she got from her engagement party three years ago. So she cannot, (laughs) so she can't take it back. So she's upset about that. I mean, okay, look, look, I've heard of people who are engaged forever and they never get married. I've had people who get engaged and get married like in a month. Yeah. No, you don't have to, but it, it feels like they're so mean to them about it. I think the problem is this is not a mutually agreed upon, we're not going to get married or we are going to get married. If it was, True. if that was the case and it was two people that were just like, yeah, we just don't want it. Like, we're not even going to, we're not going to deal with it. We're not going to deal with getting married. Or like, you know, our friends have done, Rachel, where it's like, yeah, we're going to get married. We're just going to the fucking courthouse, like to hell with it. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. This is, she wants to set the date. And he doesn't. This is, that's true. That's true. So it's a and it different... just keeps getting pushed and pushed yes. and pushed and pushed and pushed. And then it just feels awkward because she keeps saying, no, no, no we're going to, we're going to because she wants right. to. Okay. And... Yeah. I see why they're kind of like making yeah. fun of her. It just, at this point, it's like, it's like, oh, come on. And it's I could like, also see, but it's like, even, no, it is. <laughs> even if she, even if she was okay with it and even if she was okay with it, she has to deal with people always asking about it. And instead of right. and it being Pam and this is Pam in her most mousy i don't know if there's like a good uh, her most timid timid's probably a better word for pam that she's just not willing to kind of stand up for herself and be like oh you know if it happens it happens like who cares we're happy like she won't say that she feels like she has to put on the front of like well one day we are gonna get married right well because i think she wants to but i don't i think she's just questioning him at this point considering he won't get on her level Uh, with everything (sighs) I don't think she's questioning him yet. Not in you the know? no. Not in not in the arc. I don't think. I don't think. I mean, maybe maybe it's always like subconsciously she is. I think it's subconscious. I think it's just like subtle. You can kind of see subtle. Well, I'll bring I'll bring up a subtle I'll bring mind. up a subtle point later. I'll bring up a subtle point later. That happens. Okay. All right. Michael asked Daryl if they're still on to play the game and Daryl says he they can't because there's a truck coming in during the afternoon. So they're they're busy. And Michael says it can't be too busy because whenever he's down there nobody's ever working and it's like it's half almost because it's like yeah because you're here michael like we can't work because you're here right because you're you're bothering us at this point mm-hmm. 
you're also not working because you're down here. <laughs> well, but he's another thought. He is supposed to manage the warehouse too, so he is, should. Oh, okay, yeah. fine. Like Daryl is Whatever. the. He's just doing his walk. Daryl is the foreman, but it's still his shipments and stuff, so he should yeah. be. A, a, in an actual real life place, the Michael role would be meeting with the Daryl role all the time so that they could, oh, yeah, you know, do inventory and be looking at right. shipments. And, but Michael's an idiot, so he doesn't understand any of that stuff. Yes. So, Michael, that's correct. Michael makes chicken noises, and Daryl says, All right, fine, we'll play right after the shipment goes out. So. Wait, wait, wait. Did we want to finish the Pam talk? I don't think you finished the Pam talk about her toaster oven. What, we just kind of talked what's about the end Pam. Of, what's the end of it? Because I don't have that in my notes. Oh, I thought we were saving money for the wedding, but apparently Roy thought it was important to oh, buy two yeah. wave runners. Yeah, you should. I guess you should bring that up because the whole point of Pam's arc in the weekend, or, or having to work the weekend, is that Roy wants to take the wave runners out to the lake. Yeah, because he bought these wave runners instead of, you know, doing anything for the wedding or for them. It's like, here's these wave runners. And then she doesn't even get to use it. The, the brother, brother or the friend? It. No, it's the yeah, brother. Yeah, the brother uses it. So it wasn't even for her. So it's not even for the relationship at all. So he's just like, no, I'm just going to spend frivolous money instead of doing anything for us. <laughs> uh, I, how does she not get annoyed? Because <laughs> like... it's because it's Pam. She's she's at this point she's more of a pushover to Roy and even Michael. Yeah. With you know, her character arc grows as the series progresses. True. Which is a nice part. Pam gets but she a, does actually Pam have gets growth. a good she character actually arc. Has yeah, growth. yeah. She does have growth. There's a cutaway with Michael doing a bit about Alan Iverson. So there's like a conversation that him and the warehouse guys have about Alan Iverson. And then he does mm -hmm. a bit about what his nickname would be or what his basketball nickname would be. And he wants to be the question because Alan Iverson is the Alan Iverson. We don't have to get into all this. Alan Iverson used to <laughs> be kind of a, a problem, but he never did. I don't know if he ever did anything bad off the court. I just don't remember because it was 20 years ago or whatever, but his nickname for a period of time was the answer because he, it was like the answer he he some people tried to give him the the nickname like the question because it was like oh is he really going to be like the best nba player he's kind of a question mark right now because he mm -hmm. he's mostly probably known now for that meme of being like practice we talking about practice we talking about practice if you know that bit that's alan iverson cuz somebody once asked him if him not practicing with his teammates because he like didn't go to practice or something was going to affect the way that his team team played in like the game, and he was like, "Really? We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice." And he just kept saying it because he was just so annoyed. Because he didn't have an answer. Well, but, yeah. So he he got kind of like a reputation for it, which he completely lost. And then they started calling him the answer. That's the bit here, and that's why Michael says okay. he wants to be the question and and. It's a fine bit by Steve Carell of doing, like, the question, the answer, back to the question. Like, it makes sense in that way only. But that's why right. Michael is doing this whole thing about dunking in the, the... basketball games and, okay. yeah, all that stuff. Gotcha. Michael comes back up and he asks the office if they're ready for the big game and they kind of all groan and he said oh you'll f you'll follow me to the ends of the earth groaning all the way it's just this del <laughs> the delusion that He's michael so, thinks yeah. that these people all respect him is is pretty great right 
He makes fun of Dwight for being a nerd because... Oh, he makes a Lord of the Rings reference. He makes a Lord of the Rings reference. Yeah, and... He says the... He says the... What was the... What did he say? Something about Gimli. He says something about the... Well, I know it's... I know it's Gimli. He says something about, like, the... Oh, because he said, follow me under the earth. And then he says... Oh, the dwarf... He says the dwarf from Lord of the Rings. And he says Gimli. And he goes, nerd. And it's like... Yeah. (laughs) Like... Okay. I like that just to get under Dwight's skin more, Jim laughs at Michael's joke and is like, yep, that's him. That's him. When when Michael's doing like, oh, 10 point power. Th- whatever I, you know, when I make fun of Rachel on here. So then <laughs> but this is where we get Michael figuring out who the starting lineup is going to be, which is Stanley, of course. Yeah. Why, of course? Uh, I didn't say of course. And, and then and then you get the Jim. Oh, I, lo- I love this. Yeah, so go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Jim saying, "I heard it." And I and, heard you say, "Of and course." And Michael just goes, "People hear a lot of things, man." Because <laughs> he realizes what he did. He realized that right. he was being he was stereotyping Stanley, and now he yes. can't get his foot out of his ass or his mouth or uh, both. No, I like both. <laughs> Because then it, co- it cuts to Stanley. And he's doing oh my god, like, little... this little confessional by Stanley this. is hilarious. He's so good. He doesn't even say anything. He doesn't say anything. He, he just sighs he, and shakes his head. He goes to so say perfect. something and he just sighs. Yeah, it's so funny. Phyllis wants to play if it's just for fun. And Michael at first ignores her and is like, okay, Ryan and Jim. And Ryan wants to make sure that he's getting paid to skip lunch. Which he is. Right. But like Phyllis played basketball. She said she played basketball in school. So she knows at least what she's doing too. Yeah. But again, it's Michael. Michael is. I know. He is a skin deep man. He looks at you and that's how he judges you. He does not. Oh, we get that later. <laughs> he does not look at anything that you could possibly be other than that. So right. of course he thinks Phyllis is no good. Poor Phyllis. I love Phyllis, and she gets shit on so much, and I just love her. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So Michael goes to check. This is only in the super edit, too, which I think this scene helps with Michael being back and forth on if he can play or not. And he goes and AS Pac-Man, Todd Packer, if he can play. Mm-hmm. Todd Packer, not the right voice yet, not the right actor yet for Todd Packer, which we won't see until season sure. two wonderfully wonderfully done still sounds like a douchebag yeah it's just not it's not saying it's just not it's just not not the right douchebag yeah yeah yes so packer (laughs) the only way i could say it because come on no it's true it's absolutely true 100 (laughs) percent. so after some confusion we learn that packer can't play i think because he's sick because he he answers the I mean, phone he did, like, coughing. cough or sneeze yeah. or something. Yeah. And he's about to tell say that Michael's a little bitch for not ever coming to the pickup game. And Michael, of course, immediately picks up the phone because he's been giving this narrative to the camera that he is... But he's fantastic. Yeah, that he's great at basketball and he plays every weekend. So now that Packer cannot play, he needs to find a fifth person. But first, he tries to tell Daryl... That because he knows Daryl's busy, that they don't have to play, and he's right. like, "Oh no, no, that's 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 fine. He, you know, we can play. We can play. That's fine. I'm not trying right. to get out of it." He has to kind of say, "All right, no, that's fine. That's fine." And he comes back out and he's like, "Okay, we need another 
person and Jim is like, okay, well, fill us then. And he's like, no, 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 because it could be shirts and skins and we don't want that uh, lawsuit on our hands. <laughs> yeah, uh, he saved his own ass by saying lawsuit on his hands. Yeah, I think Phyllis of, you know, already knew what you, he meant. Though. We knew what you were saying, yeah. you ass. We all know. Oscar volunteers. Right. And then, and then Michael says, I will use your talents if we play baseball or box. Good job. Good <laughs> and, job, Michael. And... Way to look at the person and say, well, Oscar is Hispanic. Your race? Ah, uh, yes. So, of course. That's what you're good at. Kevin, Kevin <laughs> says, I have a hoop in my driveway. But yep. Michael turns it down too. And then Dwight misses a fake shot because he tries to take a shot with like his masking tape or something into the into the garbage can and he misses but and if you look at Rain Wilson's face on this I think he's gonna break I thought he, I think he's gonna laugh and he's trying to hold it back because he sh- he holds up his hands like I was this close but he's got like a right. smile on his face that's like almost not quite right like he's holding it back and right. Michael acquiesces and he he says all right Stan Ryan Jim himself and Dwight <laughs> and he wants to be, and Dwight wants to be team manager. And he says, no, you can be assistant to the team manager. And Dwight tries, of to, Dwight, Dwight tries to use his power of having the, the, being the schedule guy, the schedule over his head. So Michael's like, Jim, you do the schedule. <laughs> so Jim gets the hassle. Which to is do even this. weirder because it's like, well, Jim also is playing, but also has to do the schedule now. Yeah, but he didn't want, Dwight was like threatening Michael. That he was going to oh, put Michael on the mean. schedule. So now he's like, right. fine, so then he didn't even this. want him to do All it. Of the, like, he could tell what Dwight was doing with the schedule. So he's like, fine. Yeah. Jim, you do it. So because Dwight was being an ass, now Jim has more work to do. And it's work that's going to piss right. everyone off. Yeah. Right. Which I think Jim could figure it out. Like, just you just divide yeah. the people. Be like, say, is there These a are Saturday the Saturdays. You can if you can't I'm going to have you work it, on this yeah, Saturday. Yeah. I, I don't think it's that bad, but. Mm-hmm. This little montage is fantastic. So there's a there's a little scene where Jim and Dwight exchange the whiteboard. After that, well, they don't because yeah, don't, that's right. Because Jim's Jim like, I don't want all. the whiteboard. Yeah, and then Dwight won't let him do it. Yeah, because like we said, you could easily just kind of figure it out. There's a montage of literally everyone in the office that. Michael doesn't get to play being amazing shots at throwing garbage away it's fantastic and I do love that yeah even some of the characters that are never named and must have been cut in the downsizing are are really good it's just silly I heard and I can't remember if I heard this in this commentary track or a different commentary track but Michael throws a piece of paper at Pam's head and goes, oh, off the backboard. And Pam's response is, please don't throw garbage at me. And I can't remember if Jenna Fisher says it or somebody else says it about the Pam character. But I heard it on one of these commentary tracks and it's all blurring together for me now. <laughs> but somebody said that Jenna thought that that was the way she delivers that is almost the thesis statement for Pam's character at this point. Please don't throw garbage at me. And just like doing it in this very like. Yeah, but like. So we've been talking about in this episode, or or I guess in this episode of Shelf Life, we've been talking about the 
character arc of Pam. So that that is what Jenna Fisher and she is, or the she writers does feel thought. smaller yeah. and she quieter. Sit, she sits more and... hunched. Yeah, she's quieter. Right. Yeah. And so the just the very thought of like it's just like please please don't do that. Please please don't. Like <laughs> Yes, please don't throw garbage at me. That's that's the that's the most she can muster for her boss right. degrading just her. Just don't do that. <laughs> Michael asks her Yeah, that much for degrading her and then continues to degrade her in the same freaking scene. Yeah. Yep. To wear, you know, tie up maybe like a halter top, something a little more youthful to kind of be a cheerleader. Yeah. Be our cheerleader. Pam comes up with a good retort, though, that she can't cheer against her fiance. And yes, that's that's a good way of getting out of it if you just feel like you can't say no. Mm-hmm. Jim says he'll do it. He'll put on a, love little, a little skirt because because he, of course, always comes to Pam's aid. And right. knight in shining armor. Michael, you know. Michael, of course, being Michael, says, "We'll just try not to be too gay on the court." <laughs> and uh, and Jim even gives him the constantly. The foot is in the mouth and in the ass and everywhere except for on the floor. Michael, good job. Jim gives the gym face to this, and Michael immediately realizes what he said. And then yep. Phyllis goes, "Well, I'll do it. Like she'll she'll be the cheerleader." And Michael says, oh, yuck. That's even worse than you playing, which is another line that I would always say was, oh, yuck. That's even worse. Right. (laughs) To whatever it was. To no matter what it was. I just want to give Phyllis a hug, though, for having to go through all of this. Even the actress. I mean, he's got Michael, or I mean, uh, I feel like Steve Carell must give her a lot of hugs after being an (laughs) asshole to her. You know what I mean? Like, he has to be, like, such a jerk in, like, a lot of these episodes. He probably just, like, gives her a hug and he goes, I don't mean any of it. Yeah, especially like, when you realize just that imagined. Steve Carell is, like, the this, you know, like, uh, for, all, for all intents and accounts, I'm sure, you know, who knows in real life. But they always make it seem like he's, like, a very sweet man to have to be yeah. doing a lot of this, uh, just the world's mean biggest comedy. jerk. Yeah. <laughs> have we talked about, we haven't probably talked about phyllis yet and and how she got on the show she was a casting director or assistant casting director with allison jones and she read the parts with a lot of the people on the show so she would sit in and do the other lines because they did the casting and i guess they just kind of figured like why don't we just cast phyllis because she like is good at doing this so they just mm-hmm. they just told Phyllis I guess showed up one day thinking that she was going to do the backstage stuff and they went oh yeah you have to get into wardrobe because you're going you're going to be on the show <laughs> so that's how Phyllis got on the show <laughs> that's kind of fun though it's like oh okay uh, oh okay mm-hmm. I hate <laughs> and now she's doing I just saw today she's doing honey nut cheerio ads with Stanley Yes. Did you see? Did you see this? Have you seen that ad? I have not. And that's actually amazing that that happened because think about everything that's just gone on. Mm -hmm. We just did freaking munch madness and not to date when we're doing this episode, of course. No, but think about it. Like Mm -hmm. munch madness was about cereal, and now the and the office mash them together. There they are. So this is honey nut Cheerios. You said, oh, look at how cute they're doing like a heart health thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's adorable. <laughs> it's funny. So Michael tells Phyllis in order to save this, she can't be a cheerleader because we need her to be an alternate. So suit yeah. up, you're on the team. You made it. So another 
him just trying his best to save himself from getting thrown in HR. Right. Yep. Getting canceled. Getting fired. (laughs) There's a little aside from Dwight about how he wishes he could play against Jim because he thinks that he would demolish him. (laughs) I wonder if Dwight realizes that he was totally wrong about that. He watches Jim play and Jim's really good at basketball because he's tall and lanky. Probably. I think probably. Michael, like an idiot, decides to taunt Daryl, knowing now that he doesn't have Todd Packer, who he thought was his ace in the his hole. Yeah. So why is he doing this? Why? Because he's he's Michael Scott. <laughs> I guess he has to. I guess that's as good an answer it's, as any. It's his. It's he's his just way a compulsive of dealing with moron. things that bother him. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So Michael taunts Daryl some more, and Daryl is like, well, then why don't we make it more interesting? We also learned that Jim and Pam make less than 40000 so they're not making a lot of money. Yeah. So I like I like the fact that they're all like, yeah, I don't think any of us make that much money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Daryl says, all right, fine, let's make it more interesting. How about the loser has to buy a round at the bar or has to buy dinner? Because he's getting sick of Michael taunting him. And right. D- and Michael comes back and says, why don't we do the loser has to work on Saturday? Because he thinks, oh, this is a perfect way to solve my problem. Like an idiot. Right. And Daryl's like, no, that's that's not as much fun. He's just like, that that takes the fun out of it. If you're making us have to like do something that the other side is going to like truly be bothered by if they lose. So he's like, right. But Michael does the chicken shit again. And he's like, fine, you're on. We'll do that. Like, yep. Daryl knows that they, these guys don't stand a They're chance. <gasps> and he just wanted to make it fun. And it just, God. <sighs> Michael, of course, has to do it his way. Of idiot. That's, that's it. He just has to make it idiot. I can't imagine having to do something at work that's... It, now it's almost, like, forced. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, <laughs> he completely sucked the fun out of it. Yes! He, now it's, like, just completely forced. Like, it seemed like the, the originals were kind of like, yeah, it'll be fun. You know, we're going to have a good time. And now they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I really don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Michael starts doing some high knees to stretch. He's uh, stretching down in the warehouse, and the warehouse guys are all looking at him like he's insane because they're like... Because he is. <laughs> well, because he is. <laughs> You sh- should stretch before any physical activity, though. The Perkis system has taught me that. So, <laughs> so remember to do that, folks. It's good for you. Dwight took the first aid kit because I guess Angela was going to take the first aid kit down to the warehouse in case somebody got hurt. And right. Dwight, which makes sense. Dwight has it. Yeah, like you were saying before. Yeah, somebody always somebody's gets hurt. Gonna get hurt. Somebody's it's always going to get thing. hurt. Every, any physical activity at an office, someone's getting hurt. It's a guarantee. <laughs> it's a guarantee. Michael is trying to dunk, and he keeps missing the dunk, and then he finally makes one. And it's a good sight gag because Lonnie raises the hoop, <laughs> and he, and then he, yes. and then he tries to just shoot the basketball, and he can't shoot for shit. It just falls, like, <laughs> five feet lower than the rim. <laughs> Jim thinks he can impress some people out there today because he played in high school. And you know you know what he's talking about, but it makes it a little funnier because, like, he's it's Jim and he's like, I'm going to impress some people. He right. can't say explicitly yeah. what he's trying to do. He's Some people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Pam and Jim have a little back and forth <laughs> because Pam says that Jim's going to need the luck. You know, they, they do like, she does like a good luck thing or something like that. Pam says that Roy's very competitive. This is where we find out that he wants to take the wave runners to the lake. And Jim yes. wants to go to the outlet mall. And this is a very poor job of asking Pam out by Jim because he says like, well, since he'll be working, if you want to come with me to the outlet mall, I'll see you at the mall. Right. And she's like, I think actually that we'll be at the lake. So so there's this like little back and forth thing between the two of them. It's it's hard to tell if he's trying to make it into a bet. Like, oh, if we win, like if I win, I think you're going to come to the mall yes, with me. I, I, and if Roy yeah. wins, you're going to go to the lake with him. Yes, I think it's a failed job at trying to do like a like a pickup sort of thing. Yeah, because like I don't she think kind of that... trash talks him because he like, oh yeah, you're gonna need at it, the like same, type of thing. At the same but it's like... time, I don't think that that's what the kind of character they want Jim to be because you could see like that being on like some cringe TikTok shit of like I'm gonna pick up this girl by like make it's the Dustin Hoffman and Star Wars thing from Seinfeld, right? He, he the you don't remember this one where the guy bets Elaine, I think it is. I think it's Elaine. It might be somebody else, but the guy bets Elaine that Dustin Hoffman wasn't Star Wars. And if he's wrong, he'll buy her dinner. And of course he's wrong. Right. So, oh, yeah, it, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? So he's like doing it on purpose. Like, it's one of those, like, if I if I say something, it's the, no matter what, I'm always going to win. Because I'm situation. going to get to take you out. Because, yeah. yes. So it's like, oh, if you win, you buy dinner. If I win, I buy dinner. Right? Yeah. It's, or like, I think whatever. I think we're it's one thinking, of those silly things. I think we're thinking too much into it. Because I don't think they want Jim to come off that way. So even if we can infer that. He does that, to me, though. I... Uh, I I'll shit on Jim Halpert sometimes in our office episodes. I don't. <sighs> I'm not shitting on him. You're making it out that I'm saying, trying to say that he's a skis ball. I'm just saying <laughs> that, <laughs> that he's he's like making a bet. Like if he wins that you should come to the mall with me instead of going to wave running with, you know, your fiance well, and because his brother. He, he won't who you're not even able, able to do anything. You're going to have to sit on the beach anyways and do nothing. Right. While they go have fun. Yeah. Right? I think his whole point is like, no, you're not going to want to do that. You're okay. going to come with me because we're going to have fun together. Yeah. Yeah. Instead. Yeah. I could see it both. I can see it in those ways. But anyway. Secret weapon! Because here comes Stanley coming down the stairs. Here comes Stanley! He just looks so mad that he has to do this. We get a little PDA between Roy and Pam at this point. Jim looks away yeah. because he can't stand it. Dwight's outfit is hilarious. The oh reveal of God. his outfit is hilarious. He's got the... <laughs> that mask on that I think is supposed to save his nose from getting broken. Yes. Yeah. It's it's for a broken nose. It is a Rip Hamilton mask, who is a basketball player back in the day that wore this thing. He wore this all the time. <laughs> so... I mean, I could see why, because it like is supposed to probably distribute the force to different parts of the face instead of just well it is it's 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 if you have a broken nose you wear it oh if you have a broken nose then you wear it but then but then some players some players like what wore it rip hamilton might have broken his just always wore it anyways but he wore it all the time he probably broke it all the time (laughs) so so i do love the reveal he's got that weird thing on i love the reveal of him walking by michael in the super fan cut you don't get this reveal 
But I love in yeah. the TV cut. Well, he's got the sexy anime girl too. Yes, so it's he's like... got this made-up anime <laughs> shirt on. It's it's perfect. It's very very Dwight. Even very even Dwight. Phyllis's outfit makes sense. She's got this like big flowery sweater on. Oh yeah, I mean that looks like a comfy sweater. Uh, I I like Phyllis. I like her comfy sweater. They do a little huddle. <laughs> they do a little huddle of who they're all going to take. And Michael wants to be on their best player, which of course right. is Roy. And so he he just can't not let himself be like the center of attention by trying to be against Roy, who they know is right. the best player. Of course. Yeah, well, I like the thing is, is like you'd kind of want to match up with size too. So it's not even like the the best. Uh, yeah, Jim's your tall, best. lanky guy. Even like, if, yes, and you want him to go against Roy, who's also like the same height, and he can at least like yeah. get around him and yeah. like do all of that. So it's like, Michael, you're you're kind of tiny in this group. Yeah, you do realize that, right? <laughs> yeah, you should you should be on Lonnie or Daryl, and even then, yes. you're, you're not. They still are taller than you, but at least. Right. At least they're still just gonna reach over his head yeah. and take the ball, like, because <laughs> he's no good anyway. So it's not like he's gonna be able to jump and like sneak around. And, yeah, but like, be again, athletic. He wants to be. I know, I know, I know. He wants to be that person, so he pretends he is that person. He's intimidated by work. Lonnie and Daryl doing a hand, an elaborate handshake. So he, he he's um he doesn't know what to do about that. Dwight yep. Dwight takes his shirt off and looks like uh, of course looks like me if I would take my shirt Pasty, off, pasty and flabby. I'm I'm hairier than that, but you know you got that. Thank thank you thank you. Everybody <laughs> wanted to know that one. Now you, everybody got a good picture in your head. Rain Wilson has more. <laughs> he's that he's got that skinny fat going on. He looks he does not look as um, chunky as he does with his shirt on, but with his shirt off, he's got like that skinny fatness going on. Oh, just like a little bit of like something. Yeah, he's got like a little pudge. I guess <laughs> it's not it's not bad. He's not like fat, but he has. I think like... it's just I think it's just his shape. He's got like a pear shape almost because <laughs> his like stomach is a little bit wider than his his like his uh, hips are wider than his shoulders. So I think that might be what's what I'm thinking. What's of? hiding it? Yeah. All right, so this was the moment that I wanted to mention. <sighs> so Michael asked Pam. There's a couple of good spots now. Once they start playing, this I'm like, whole yeah, section this. is gold. I love this is great. the whole thing of them playing <laughs> basketball. They were told, like, there was a couple of beats that they were supposed to hit, but Greg Daniels told them, just play basketball. So a lot of this is them just kind of making some stuff up I or them, like, trying to figure that. out what their characters would do. So it's, I love it. I love this whole section. We start with the tip-off. Which Michael tells Pam, why don't you do it? Because you have your foot in both camps. And Roy tells Pam... <sighs> Being As a joy. He's, tr- he's trying to tell a joke. He says, tip it my way or, or you're sleeping in the car. And you would think that because Roy is way more athletic than Michael, that he would win the tip off. But Michael wins the tip off because yes. I think Pam I think kind she tipped of it tipped him. it to him because she got pissed at that joke that Roy made. So that that's the... Well, because she's like annoyed. It's just like... Mm. So that's one of those little things where, to your point, Rachel, where like maybe there's some subtlety there. But yeah. Even unconsciously, if she tipped it yeah. towards Michael, there's I think no, she did it. no I think reason she did why it. Michael should have won that tip off. And he tips it to Stanley and Stanley dribbles. <laughs> in the most... like, like a kid would dribble that has never played with like a basketball yeah, ever. He's got his and one hand so like cute. out back and he's like bent over and like got his eyes on the ball. It's hilarious. 
And Michael is so mad. And he's just like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. Stanley. What? You gotta be kidding me. He's so mad. It's like, well, this is why you shouldn't just assume. <laughs> so immediately they lose the the advantage they get a, they, here. Yeah, right. So some stuff happens. Jim takes it himself, makes some room, some moves around Roy and scores. Michael's shouting at them the entire time, doing a bunch of stupid crap the entire time. I love the one where he says, I usually make those! When he, when he <laughs> chucks it and misses. He's just not on his game today. He's just not on his game. <laughs> what is wrong with me today? <laughs> uh, Dwight makes a shot at one point, and Michael's like, "What, Dwight? Dwight what's wrong with you? I was, I was open, and he he can't like let anybody else take any glory." I did forget to mention right. that. Well, because Dwight gets it in. Dwight yeah, gets a point. Dwight gets it. So it's like, why are you complaining? Like, <laughs> I forgot to mention that Dwight is on the East German Gale. <laughs> and then Dwight yep. looks nervous yep. about it that he has to. T- he's his. He's manned up with. I can't remember what her name is, but what, whoever the woman. I know. Do we get her name? I at don't know some point, I can't remember what her name is though. But at some point, you. Get I her mean, name. it just kind of reminded me of Dodgeball. I can't. I don't know how to say her name. It's her name is very difficult to say. Oh yeah. Dodgeball. Yeah. Just. I don't know. Mike calls a charge on Roy. It wasn't. And then he takes... <laughs> it wasn't. He takes forever to shoot the shot. I love the little bit here, though, and I kind of want to know if Steve Carell, like, improvised this, like, flipping the ball, setting it on the ground, all this stuff. Oh, I think he did. He must have. And then he just completely overthrows the backboard. It's it's a perfect, like, nobody says anything. <laughs> it's just... it's. It just happened. It's that's a really good comedic moment. And then they all have to do like the little clap because yep. Good try. Good try. Good hustle. <laughs> Am I Michael Scott? I might just be a basketball machine. Okay. When I am playing hoops, all of the stress and responsibility of my job here just melts away. It's gone. I'm in the zone. Who am I? Am I Michael Scott? I don't know. I might just be a basketball machine. What's Donnie Rathlin? I've never heard of it. Filing, paperwork, who cares? Possible downsizing? Um, well, that's that, that's probably going to happen, actually. And he's just so bad at it. He loses the ball. All this stuff is happening. Jim, right. Jim hurls it at Michael once because I think he's getting pissed at Michael. So he throws it knowing that Michael's not going to get it. Daryl makes a shot, and Daryl and Lonnie do like a little like. Oh yeah, they do like a showboating. Yeah, like they dance. they do yeah. like some showboating about it. It's great. And Michael gets a little intimidated by this, of course. Again, it gets in his head. Yeah, it gets in his head. <laughs> Ryan takes a shot, so he tries to do like some yes. like of it with Ryan, and Ryan like doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He just looks <laughs> like an idiot. He's just like moving his head back and forth. This entire time, the rest of the office is just doing their work. They're not paying attention to the game at all. Yeah, they've like brought down like notebooks and stuff to like continue to work while they, while they sat with them. I love the little bit of Dwight stealing the ball because he just rips it out of the lady's hands because he's an ass. Right. And then he like gets in her face, and they like they like almost start like fighting each other because he's like, oh my god, <laughs> she pretty much pushes him too. I'm surprised they didn't call follow on that one. <laughs> they might have because I I think a lot of this that's being cut out is Michael 
has decided the only way he's going to be able to win this game is if he keeps calling fouls and they can't right. say anything because he's the boss or that's that's what he, he thinks and that's what they kind of do right they're just like whatever you're gonna lose anyways you can keep saying it but you're gonna lose anyways michael does a analogy here of how basketball is like jazz and football is more like uh, uh, but he he thinks basketball is more like do do and you have to be like smooth like jazz like that um <laughs> who's that guy who's that guy uh not the, the guy who plays guy. the he plays the, the, the swirly yeah <laughs> the horn yeah yeah it's a swirly like, horn. Are you, are you, i'm like are you talking about a saxophone <laughs> or are you talking about a trumpet like i don't know which one you want to say here and then at the end it's and kenny then he says g. kenny g <laughs> like what not exactly the most prolific jazz musician out there football is like rock and roll it's just and basketball is like jazz you know you're kind of it's all downbeat it's in the pocket so he tries to do this harlem globetrotter thing because he sees jim doing oh yeah jim's just he's he's trying to show off so he's spinning the ball on his finger so Michael's like, ugh, I can do that too. And he tries to do some Harlem Globetrotter stuff, and he's like doing the, right. the music, and Roy just steals the ball from him and scores, and then mocks Michael. I love that I love that the <laughs> warehouse guys kind of call Michael out on his shit. Right. I guess they're way more down to earth than like Yeah. A well, couple of the people that are in the They don't office. have to fear like, being laid off like i think that's what they're trying to get at like daryl would I have guess that's true which i don't know if that's true again it's like is the, well that's yeah not i'm how surprised it... he like they're they're not a part of the the possible downside they would be because that right they would be so the whole office would be but i guess that would include the warehouse so maybe i'm not so they might actually be they might be but maybe it's just so maybe I'm wrong about it. I don't know if it's it. them not being afraid of it. I think they're just kind of like, they screw don't it, care. it doesn't matter. I guess it... Because they don't, they're not, Michael isn't constantly down there. He he only walks down there randomly. Maybe it's more that probably. they report to Daryl. I don't right. know if Daryl would report to Michael or not, but maybe that's that they don't report to Michael. So it doesn't matter as much, but I would think and that he doesn't micromanage of... them. So that might be part of it too. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have to deal with it because he doesn't want to come down there anyway. So they don't have to deal with like right. the back, the backlash. That could be it. Yeah, they could, they 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 have like a a bit of a separation. There's separation from Michael, so they kind of can be a little bit more against him. Michael calls a timeout, and in the timeout, Jim says that he'll take Roy. Oh, well, he first says that they're playing like a bunch of girls while all of the women in the office are sitting right behind him. Right. And they're probably better than, you know, Michael at everything. <laughs> we already know Phyllis is. Yeah. So Michael cannot admit that he cannot take Roy. So even though Jim is like, I'll take Roy, he's like, no, 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 we're losing. And Jim is like, well, I think Lonnie's on fire right now. And they cut to Lonnie, and he's like, dead. Like, he looks tired. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's completely like, okay, gassed. Like <laughs> so Michael's like, okay, all right, you're right. So they decide to switch. And because they decide to switch, Roy can't just run roughshod. And it's a little bit more like Jim's just kind of taking it himself. And he is a little bit better than Roy. Him and Roy are now playing really physical and like really competitive. Yes. This is where Roy right. elbows him in the face. Yes. I think by accident. I I don't think he meant to. 
Uh oh, Rachel's thinking. About I this one. no, I I don't I don't think he I don't think he meant to either. Now I feel like I want to see a playback. Hold on. I'm just gonna pull up the replay here. No, I don't think he meant to either, because it it it, fe- it oh it felt like they were just way too up on each other, and when he went for the ball, it just went into his face. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's a little bit like might be Jim's. Jim balls. was Jim's trying too yeah, hard. Yeah, which could be true because he's trying to impress Pam. Roy doesn't right. care. Roy's just Roy's just there to beat Michael. If uh, if anything, Roy starts to get frustrated though. Pam's a little concerned, but Jim gets a little even more physical here. He like kind of does the push off shove to hit the jump shot, right? And then he steals the ball from Roy and he makes another shot. And Roy Roy's starting to get frustrated now. So now now it's on between these two. And Pam goes back and forth from being concerned and impressed it's right like like they're buying there's a lot of different things happening on her face yeah yeah. Yeah. dwight calls a double dribble and then michael makes fun of him for calling a double dribble and then he immediately calls a double dribble right (laughs) (laughs) dwight steals the ball from ryan so that he can make the shot and ryan's like same team dwight but he doesn't right actually care this is where stanley gets hurt or Stan- stanley like doesn't want to play anymore i feel like stanley just didn't want to play anymore so i think he faked it yeah i believe it i believe it that he's just like you know what i'm tired i probably am just running back and forth like if anything i'm just <laughs> passing it back and forth between guys i don't want to play anymore i'm done i hurt my ankle take somebody else <laughs> i love the moment where nobody even touches michael and he just goes foul 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 God. it's so weasley it's all he had it's all he had and it didn't even work phyllis scores and i love the in your face that michael does after phyllis scores. <laughs> and then of course he asks angela he runs by angela who he's making keep score and angela says you're ahead he doesn't say she doesn't say how much or anything she just says you're ahead after all of this Lonnie is lined up mm-hmm. with, oh no, not Lonnie. I can't remember who the uh, older guy is. Whoever that guy is. He's lined up with Michael. Do they have his name? He's got a name. I know that they, I think somebody says his name during the episode, but I can't remember what it is. But anyway, the older guy in the uh, in the warehouse. In the warehouse, yeah. Is lined up with Michael. And Michael... Michael is call is telling people what to do from the sidelines. Oh, before we get to that, a little moment that I think was cut from the TV version is Michael is on the sidelines and he's asking Stanley if he wants to get back in the game because Michael, I think, doesn't want to play because he's gassed. And Stanley is like, I don't I don't have to do this, Michael. And Stanley or, or Michael just goes in a very, very matter of fact way, says, you've been a big disappointment to me today. I just want you to know that. Oh, yeah. Such a, I love that line. I really wish they would have kept that line because it's really good. Of just Michael not understanding that. It's so straightly he... done. Like, you're, you're a big disappointment yeah, to me today. Been, it's like, wow. Okay. You're today. still on that? Jeez. <laughs> I love it because it's not that Michael was wrong to think that Stanley should know how to play basketball in the same way that Cartman thinks that Token knows bass. It's that. Right. <laughs> that one though it was true that one just happened to be true <laughs> but... that one just happened to be true okay look <laughs> uh, but michael's just disappointed in stanley uh, so poor stanley that older guy is against 
Michael and he I don't even know if he actually bumps him. I think the same it's like either the same thing happened like between yeah, Ryan and Jim yeah. that happened yeah. here or he's faking that it happened. I think he did bump him like his elbow is It there. might have been just like a little bit. But I don't think it's a, I don't think it's to the extent that Michael is making it out to be. Right. I mean it's not even to the extent. He's like he well he's I mean Michael's making it out to be like a personal offense. Yes. Like you hit me on purpose yes. like all right, you weasel. Yeah. Come on. So because of this, Michael is like, nope, that's a flagrant foul. It was intentional. And you know what? We're just not even, we can't even play anymore. The game is over. The game is just over. It's it's so, so squirrely. It's it's unbelievable. Like, if this were yeah, to happen, really. like, at, at, in real life, you'd just be like, fuck this guy. Like, you would, you'd be like, I just, you know what? Sever me. Like, why do I even want the job here? So dumb. Angela tries to give Michael an ice pack, and Dwight's like, no, you gotta break it first, and he pops the ice bag and all the gel right. falls out. I love that for the rest of this scene, when the warehouse guys are intimidating Michael, you can hear them stepping on like the little gels that have fallen on the ground. Yes. It's good little foley work. <laughs> it's, it's great. So he tells the warehouse guys that they have to come in on Saturday because they were the office was ahead. The winners. And, was, was, and they were ahead. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, no, Which no, I don't no. even know if that's true. It's hard to tell if Angela just didn't care. Yeah, She's like, yeah, were, yeah, you They were ahead. coming back. They were doing a lot better with Jim playing the point guard role. Like, even Michael makes a and, shot yeah. at some point. Yeah. Well, like, with Michael out, too, I think they probably made a lot more points yeah, while he was out. That's true, too. Yeah. Because I think when Phyllis came in. So it in, makes sense. Because Phyllis knows how to She was shoot. probably making yeah, a bunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have to deal with Michael being an idiot. So that probably yes. helps. <laughs> so they intimidate him enough by telling him they're not coming in on Saturday. So Michael's like, oh, come on. Like, I- I'm embarrassed that it was even that close. And that wouldn't be good for morale. So we'll come in on Saturday. And everybody in the office is just upset because, like, no matter what they do, Michael's so going to, Michael's right. going to, you know, it's Michael being a bad boss again because he just lets the, the warehouse intimidate him. To yes. not do something managerially and at least make a decision right. one way or another. Yeah. After the game, <laughs> Kevin is shooting oh, I love shots. That. And apparently yeah, it's Kevin, Ryan, and Jim, I think, right? Yeah. They're just kind of like They're doing the thing where back. you're just throw yeah, and if you make the shot It's like horse almost. Well, if you make the shot they throw around the world. Yeah, I think he's just, yeah, he's going around the world, but I think he's just, like, if he makes the shot, he gets the ball back. Whenever you're, like, uh, okay. whenever you're warming up to, like, do pickup or whatever, like, that's kind of how it works. Like, if you make the shot, you take it. A, oh, you yeah, take sure. another one, and if you don't make the shot, whoever got the rebound can, like, just kind of shoot around then. So I guess this... He just makes every shot. I think that <laughs> and in the commentary, they say this was real. Brian Baumgartner is actually really athletic. He's actually really... And he's that. really into sports. So... He oh, yeah. made, they said, like, 14 of these in a row. They just filmed it, and he just kept making it, and it was so great that he... They're like, keep that of course, <laughs> That, of course, because Kevin looks like Kevin, Michael wouldn't pick him to be in the... And it, he's, of course, like, the best fucking basketball player they had. Like, he would have been amazing if he would have let him play. Uh, uh, and I love how long they have it go on, too, of just, like, having him I, make yes. the shots. So he made, like, 14 in a row or something like that. Stanley and Ryan are cleaning themselves in the sink. Yep. Literally, they're like taking sink showers because they're probably like grotesquely. Yeah, like, like I think smelly at this point, it's the end. The day's over. Just go home. It's time to go home. Just go home. Yeah, it's time to yeah. go home. Oh, I, I, there's a little, there's a little fun part too in the super fan cut where Kevin 
is dabbing himself off in the kitchen and angela's like you didn't even play and he's like it was hot down there <laughs> and he i mean he did play after we know he <laughs> yeah, was shooting yeah. around <laughs> which is why i think they cut it out it's a good joke it is funny it's yeah. funny for kevin but i think they cut it out because they put him shooting the shots back in which was better yeah, yeah. roy comes up and roy is complimentary to jim here he talks about how good he played he calls him larry legend I like Larry Bird. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, though, where it's like you're going to be kind of mean to each other on the field, on the court, and yeah. then it's like, oh, but you were you did good because we were actually, like, against each other. Yeah. It, like, worked out. Yeah, like, you know? I, I still think, yeah, that they were, that Roy is probably a little annoyed at how good Jim was, but he gets, oh, yeah. you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's got, he's got Pam. And he's going to, little respect. And he's going to take her into a tub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, what the That's what they said on the way, man. That's what they said on the way. I know. <laughs> I know it's so awkward, but yeah. <laughs> and I think Jim gets upset because yeah, he got to impress her, but but he didn't get it's her. Not like he gets her. He doesn't get the girl yeah. at the end. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Michael comes out of his office with Kleenex in his nose. I think to sell the the hit. I think that's that's exactly what he's doing. Okay. It's exactly what he's doing. He's trying to say, yeah, it's all bloody now. I have to put Kleenex up my nose. <laughs> he might as well have come out with tampons in his nose. I think that would have been funnier. Yeah, that would have been almost too over. Like later seasons would have done like that. too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Like, <laughs> like there's too much blood flow, and Dwight's like, I'll go get a tampon from the women's bathroom. Right. Yeah, yes. That's exactly that what makes happened. more sense yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah michael says that because they're all like looking at him mad and he's like you know what nobody comes in on saturday and i guess he had like a thing that he had to do anyway on saturday morning so he's like you know what nobody has to come in and and then because it, he can't yeah. So, yeah and it ends with the downer note of course of like oh all right great like we don't have to come in and he goes, it's not like coming in on a Saturday was going to prevent downsizing or anything. So Right. Like, okay, good job. Yeah, so he's good like, job, all right, man. have a good weekend. That's the end of the show. He ends up by saying, like, you can learn lessons even if you don't win. But they did win because they were ahead. <laughs> of course, yeah. So, Rachel, <sighs> what did you think of basketball? I thought it actually had a lot of good moments, especially like during the game. The game part to me is the best, the best part of the entire thing. And like you saying that they were just told to play, if that's like true, if they was just told to play and they were just kind of like messing around the whole time being their characters. It just, I feel like that added to it a lot. I, so I, I enjoyed that part of the thing. Mm -hmm. Of the show, of the episode. Of the show, yes. <laughs> of the thing. <laughs> of the thing, of the show. So one more little note here, the cold close, like after the, the, the commercial break for like the proper, like the epilogue is Michael mm -hmm. just chucking it is Steve Carell chucking it across the court and it, and it goes in. So he makes like a full court shot and like everyone goes like, Oh, and, <laughs> and it like it kind of in character, Michael goes like, yeah. They cut it out of the the real edit, but it's just like I think it's funny. But it must they, have actually happened. Yeah, we're like oh my god. Yeah, they said that like yeah, like it actually happened because of course like Steve Carell the whole time is just chucking it because like that's the yes, that's the whole point because that's the joke. But it actually goes in that that's time. the joke. That's great. I love that. For me, like I said, there's nostalgia for me for this one because it's the episode that I used to try to get my friends to watch it. It's the episode that I've seen this episode a lot. This is one of my more favorite episodes of The Office's run. And I think it is because of what you're saying, Rachel. That part where they're playing basketball, 
might be one of my favorite like segments of it, the office. It feels so natural yes. for them to just be them and like play and mess around and yes, be funny. Yes. <laughs> like... so, so it's a really solid episode for me. It, it really holds up. Michael gets to be cruel and stupid, but he also yes. has to look like an idiot. Right, so it's kind of like he gets his comeuppance at the same yes, time. Yes, exactly. And Which is nice, because he gets his comeuppance for being an idiot and being like saying the wrong thing yes. and, and just being him. Yes, so it works. It works very tonally and narratively because of that. So it's yes. a very solid episode, basketball. See how see where it ranks on the uh, on the charts when we get to the end of the, the season, or if it has shelf life. If it has its shelf right. life by itself. So... With that being said, we will take a short break and we will conclude. I don't know why I said it like <laughs> that. <laughs> conclude. Well, we will conclude season one of The Office with Hot Girl after the break. The purse girl hits everything on my checklist. Creamy skin, straight teeth, curly hair, amazing breasts. Not for me, for my children. The Shroots produce very thirsty babies. And we're back. <laughs> that that popped you. Laugh. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't even have to try. Um, with The Office season one, the season finale of The Office season one, it is episode number six. Debuting on April 26, 2005, entitled Hot Girl. Written by Mindy Kaling and directed by Amy Heckerling. Rachel, before I ask you about what Hot Girl is about, you know who Mindy Kaling and Amy Heckerling are? You probably you don't is know it, like the names. It, well, go ahead. I know who Mindy is. Because it's Kelly. Yeah, it's Kelly. <laughs> I know who Mindy is because she ruined Scooby-Doo. <laughs> um... <laughs> I feel like embarrassed now. I don't know why. Because so it just came a, out. That's a good line. Um, <laughs> Amy, okay. Amy Heckerling directed this episode. She has directed some notable movies in the past, as well as some television, and written some stuff as well. You'll recognize some of the stuff that she's directed. She's directed Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Johnny Dangerously, National Lampoon's European Vacation, mm. The Look Who's okay. Talking movies, and Clueless. Oh, okay. So she was bigger in the 90s, but I mean, <laughs> some stuff that's on the list that we'll get to. I mean, Look Who's Talking 2, top of the list for me, of course. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll make sure to let me move it. I'll put an arrow there for you. <laughs> yeah, perfect. But yes, so Rachel, what is the premise of Hot Girl? Okay, a nice quick summary will be, because I feel like I can do that with these, a hot saleswoman who sells purses comes to the office and they let her set up shop and shenanigans with men being men. Yes, very much so. Yes. Pam 6.0. Yeah. Yes, this, 6.0. The, this episode, of course, star or guest stars... Amy Adams, who... Uh, would it have been better if they named the episode Pam 6.0? <laughs> yes. Yes, it would have. <laughs> they should have named it I think they. I think they should have named it Pam 6.0. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Amy Adams, of course, a 
very accomplished actress, multi-time Oscar mm-hmm. nominee. I don't know if she's ever won. Has she won an Oscar at the time of this recording? I think she might just be a nominee. But she's been nominated like a million times. At this point in time, she was on the upcoming. She was in stuff. Catch Me If You Can was probably like her most Oscar-y movie at that point. But now she like gets nominated for anything that she's in. So it's interesting to see her in this. There's some episodes that are like that with with The Office, where like you see like Idris Elba in like season four, and it's like or five. And oh it's yeah, like, holy people shit! People just like pop in. Yeah, yeah. It's you know them now, and then you go back and watch something, you're just like, oh, I know that person. And it's just like, wow, they got big. Like- I feel like this is one of the shows. This Seinfeld had a lot of cameos too with by people that ended up being big, but this is one of those shows where. Actors that wanted to be big in Hollywood and big in movies, I feel like they had no fear of going on The Office and feeling like it was small time because it was like a little TV show. And having like a background. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm... I feel like a decade prior to this, Hollywood movie people wouldn't want to be on these shows because it was like, oh no, I can't be on like... Yeah. I feel like... I can't do TV. I want to do movie. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's because it intermingled with Allison Jones being the casting director or whoever, but it you get those cameos in this for sure. So let's get right into it with Hot Girl. I don't know why I said it. I feel like I, I did like a... <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm trying to think do? of what it was where it's like Agent Zero of Kramer being on the... God. <laughs> Michael is staking pens in his office and not listening to Jan while he's supposed to be listening to Jan. And (laughs) so Jan is explaining to Michael that there is an incentive program going on where the top salesman is going to get a prize of up to $1,000. Michael asks Jan if he can pick the prize. And Jan's like, "Uh, I suppose so. And then this is where you get a little bit of backstory on Michael because he says... Can the prize go to someone that was such a good salesman that he got promoted to manager, which is the story of right. Michael, because he's such a good salesman that they promoted him above where he should be. To be the manager person, yeah. Yeah. I wonder why he actually has that position. Like, was there just nobody else? <laughs> you, oh, uh, no, I think it's a, it's supposed to be another commentary on corporate America where it's like they... Or like he was good at, he was really good at sales, but he's just not good at managing. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know if he's good at sales, honestly, no, because he, sometimes well, he does do sales stuff and it's like... Ooh. No, we, we learn, we learn in, see, in the next season, you know, his, his prowess for that. At this point, he's just an idiot, so we don't really know. So yes, he is going to pick the prize for the top salesman in the quarter, I think is what it is. Amy Adams, playing Katie, comes in with a suitcase, and she starts to sell stuff to Pam. Right. And, uh, of course, all the men in the office turn and look because it's, you know, a hot redhead is in the office. Right. And another one, I guess. And (laughs) there's a... So she starts to, to ask if she can set some stuff up. So does this happen... In small offices. People try to solicit thing? stuff, and then usually you just kind of go, give me your card, you can leave now. Okay. I don't think it I... happens where they're just like, let me try to sell you, like, these things. It's usually something that actually is business-related. Right. Um, yeah, it's not just purses. 
Right. Well, like we used to have where people would give us a bunch of, what is the word I want? Samples of stuff. Or like they would be like, here's like these sure. things. You'll want to buy them from us later. And then that's usually sure. what they Someone would do. Someone that's away. trying to supply something to the business. Yeah. Right. So that usually that would happen. Not a door to door salesman. Purse salesman. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> no. And All if right. they did, they either wouldn't unlock the door. Or they tell them you can give me your card and, right. and leave. She would never have gotten into the into Dunder Mifflin. No, no. Right. Okay. So Pam tries to stop her from giving her spiel because right. she doesn't want to hear it, and she knows that this is like what what's going to happen. This isn't really here. allowed so, either. Yeah. Yeah. Katie is very very aggressive which i guess you'd have to be if you're selling purses for a living but she's just like will not stop yeah even angela comes up too, like to i don't know if she's trying mm-hmm. to help or if she's just trying to see what's going on and be nosy i it's angela so she's probably trying to be nosy <laughs> true you never you never quite understand why angela's there so no. <laughs> eventually Pam is able to get out that she's just the receptionist. She cannot authorize her being here to solicit anything. And Katie's like, oh, well, then who can? So we go back to Michael, who, of course, is trying to give a speech about motivation. Is this the first time we get the pan out and and Dwight is standing there while Michael is talking (laughs) to the camera? Maybe. I think it might be. yeah, so like I do like that that touch where now Dwight is standing there in his toady position, saying that thing that that motivates people is sex and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, it's true though. This is this is exactly his point. The motivation well, yeah, is, is because, today. I know it was both. That's because true. Dwight is so like primal and and farm in a farm hand i guess but if you go psychologically that's usually true too it's kind of like well, oh, why does somebody murder somebody well usually there's like three motives money sex and oh revenge drugs oh. <laughs> now you're just doing rock and roll <laughs> pam asked michael if katie can sell the purses and he's like, no, why would I ever allow that? Like, just tell her to leave. Like, I'm not going to. And she's like, well, I told her that you would talk to her. And Michael's like, no, just tell her to go. It's a salesman. Like, what do I care? And then he gets a look at her. And then <laughs> so, his whole then he... thought process changes. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, maybe I should go talk to her. <laughs> so line here that is quoted a lot or used to be quoted a lot by me and my roommate. All right, girls, bring it up. You're being infiltrated. Cock in the hen house. Cocks in the hen house. Don't say cocks. Cocks in the hen house. And then the other one going, cocks in the hen house. Don't say cocks. As Michael greets Katie. This is where we get Pam 6.0. Katie. Ah, Katie. Wow, look at you. You are, uh, you're like the new and improved Pam. Pam 6.0. It's right to her face, too. Just straight to her face. (laughs) Not even something yeah, he says in the background, just straight to her face. Yep. Yeah, and Pam looks so annoyed. Pam gets mad at him. Today, Michael says he will break some rules and give her the conference room, which HR was going Where to HR's, use. Yeah. But he's like, we'll just put him in the hallway. And Michael hates put HR. Put him in the hallway. <laughs> Michael hates HR so much anyway that he's like, whatever, like, who cares? 
Yeah. I do feel like once you get the, a better idea of what the office is like, they wouldn't even have to use the hallway because the HR has that, that annex. Yeah, they have like their own room the anyways. Back. They can just yeah. turn around they, and they... talk to each other. And at, and then after the downsizing, it's just Toby anyway. Right. So it doesn't this matter anyway. true. <laughs> Michael tries to tell her he is on the other side of the wall if she needs anything. Right. And he's really trying to emphasize it. He just is standing there because she he's asking her if she needs anything. Right. And she doesn't know what to say. So this is the other side of Katie where Amy Adams has to play her a little bit of like the straight man where she's not the crazy cheerleader yet when she starts dating Jim. She's not to- totally crazy, but she is kind of di- oh, ditzier yeah, as you learn as you learn more about about Katie. Which I think it, it, it's plausible because it is it's plausible just kind of because like that's is, her personal life. And this is a more this uncomfortable situation where she knows oh, yeah. what's going on. So yes. she's uncomfortable because Michael and, and is making her uncomfortable. From a, a feminine point of view. Oh, here we go. You <laughs> You are going to put your guard up a little bit more. You're just going to kind of like understand the situation and be yes. like, okay, I got to kind of watch this one because yeah. this is where this is headed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so because Michael won't leave because he's waiting for her to say she needs something that he can get for her, she's like, I guess a cup of coffee would be fine. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I knew it. Another addict. Of course, like, there's nothing, there's nothing that, like, she said that would make you think that. But, of course, that's the only thing Michael has to latch on to. Of course. To. Yes. Well, he's trying to be like, ah, we are in common because you drink coffee, I drink coffee. <laughs> okay, calm down, Michael. I, I think Katie <laughs> is immediately regretting that she said that she was set up in this office today. Yes. I feel like in real life she'd have been like, you know what? I'll I'll stay until lunch and get out of here, or so, right. like. But I guess she didn't drive herself here, which also begs the question, Katie. What were you gonna do if they did say you can't stay here? Right. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's really weird. The. Was she just, like, walking the street? Is this, like, a business section? And maybe she was just going to That's, each I, business? I mean, it is an office park, so I'm sure she went to the other offices in the building, and there's probably other office buildings in the area because it's an office sure. park. So, like, maybe that is kind of what her plan was or what she was doing. Michael thinks he's being charming. He even thinks that people he think he's charming. but So he does not realize that he's talking nonsense and terribly flirting and making this woman completely uncomfortable. Right. Kevin asks Pam if she's jealous because <laughs> there's another girl around. <laughs> and it's just like the way he goes about it. Too. He's just like standing right behind her going, you jealous? <laughs> well, my favorite, this, might, this is one of my favorite Kevin lines because he just goes, she's prettier than you though. Like, just flat out <laughs> tells Pam that this woman is prettier. Well, I'm kind of glad, though, that Pam sticks up for herself here and says, you know, that's just a really rude thing to say. Like, you don't yeah. say that well, to somebody. Kevin's further down on the totem pole, so, you know. True, but at the same time, it's kind of like a, she wouldn't, I feel like she might have moused away from it. Yeah, that's true. But she didn't. She was like, okay, you know what? You're being rude. Stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> I already got the, I'm I'm the old Pam, and I'm not as pretty as this one from Michael straight to my face. Now I'm going to get it from you, and it's just silly. 
we get a cut scene in the super fan edit of Toby trying to conduct this meeting in this little hallway. I don't even know where this is actually supposed to be. It's like I a, don't know because it's, like it's a closet. And it's like, like a dead end. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't get it. I. This is <laughs> like, like a, why is why do you have a dead end hallway? And it's like, and it's very very comically odd. I can see why this was cut. Like it, it doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, it's like too much. <laughs> yeah. Like you'd kind of like I think even if you if you were thinking about it like when he says oh we'll put him in the hallway I would have thought like outside like in that hallway like yeah. right outside the double doors sure, is where sure. I thought he was saying they can just go out there yeah I don't know if we've established the geography yet for that oh true so I this, this ro- geography is even weirder this is like when this is like <laughs> when understand. Homer this is like when the the boys are are fighting over the comic book and Homer's in this. <laughs> bizarre room on a beanbag chair this is that room for the office yeah this makes no (laughs) sense we've never we never see it again kevin and dwight are talking at the water cooler so dwight's learned his lesson to at least go to the water cooler to talk even if he does bring his own water so now dwight is at the water cooler with kevin and they're talking about katie and he's talking about like she's like livestock though and it's creepy (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because that's how he views everyone. Everyone is some animal. sort of farm animal. Yeah. Uh, it's just weird. They're trying to figure out where she's from. And Dwight says that if she was a local, he would have already had her or something like that. Yeah, Which, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. And he says that she checks off everything on his list. Creamy skin, curly hair, amazing breasts. The breast part, not for him but for his children, because fruits produce thirsty babies. It's so gross. It's such an awkward grossness. It's very gross. Dwight takes his glasses off and attempts to flirt with Katie by beating on a purse and asking if it's waterproof and starts talking about the differences between... This is this is one of those where it's like, oh my God, this man is... Uh... We've seen people like this before at Comic-Con. This is a this is a man that has no sense of social understanding or anything. He starts taking his shirt, pulling his shirt up, and like showing her his belt because he's saying that it's also made out of like snakeskin or something like that. I think so, but yeah, he's he's the he doesn't. There's no like. I don't think he understands the social cues of her going. I'm just here for the purses. It's like you're you're asking weird questions. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's 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 appropriate awkward though. It's not like too cringy. It's just it's a well until he lips his shirt up. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, it's fine. Weird. Fine, I'll give you that. Michael comes in when he does lift the shirt up, and he kind of forces Dwight out and gives Katie the coffee. And then he offers to show Katie around. Right. So he makes Ryan sit and watch the purses. And Dwight says that the perfect girl for him is actually the fake anime character that he had on his t-shirt in basketball. Of course. So as Michael is taking Katie around, he interrupts Oscar while he's on the phone. Just no awareness at all of what anybody's doing. Pam is happy that Michael has someone else to harass. Is yes. kind of, is what she what she means. <laughs> That's exactly what she said. Yeah, yeah. He has somebody else to talk to. Mm-hmm. Harass mm-hmm. is definitely the right word. A first interaction between Kelly and Ryan. 
Ryan is, I guess, selling Kelly purses for some reason. I thought that it was just supposed to be that so that no one would like steal the purses while Katie wasn't around. I think around. that was the whole idea. Yeah, yeah, but like Ryan's actually like selling it to Kate uh, to, well, to yeah, Kelly because she came in and he's like, "Let me show you this." Like... Yeah. <laughs> he introduces Katie to Toby, and because Toby's actually you know not as not suave, but he's just being a normal nice human he's being. He's being nice, yes, not uh, creepy. Not weird, just being nice. He points out that they went to the same high school because she's got a class ring on. So that they have like a connection and they start to like talk about how they both went to Bish, his slop who cares a, I'll say it in the way that Roy says it next season. And there you go. Because of this, immediately, Michael senses that Toby has a better shot than he does. So he's like, right. you know, uh, Toby got divorced and he got kids too. And like, just completely, like, like completely tries shuts to it down. make him sound gross and like not right for her, and, mm-hmm. and and it makes her feel awkward because it's like, what are you doing? And yes, yes. She so, just leaves. Yes, and Katie's like, I guess I'll get just back to my table now. They do cut to Toby's kid, like the little girl picture mm-hmm. on his desk. She's adorable. Yeah. Well, we we meet her in the next season. Yeah. Right. We get Michael saying that they're. He lives by one rule, no office romances, but he also lives by another rule. Just do it, Nike. Well, I, <laughs> of course, I, I find it really odd that they're counting her as part of the office, though. Like, she's not. She's a purse saleswoman. Like, she's a, she's a salesperson that doesn't work for Dunder Mifflin. Why are you acting like this is a work relationship? I think it's more that the camera crew asked him about office romances because he can tell that they can tell like Michael's like flirting with her. So they're like, well, like, you know, have you ever, you know, so I I have a feeling it's more about a question. It was more about like, like all like past type of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or like that meeting more meeting sense. somebody at the office. I feel like it was more of like oh the middle yeah, of or a... having or actually meeting somebody there. Yeah, yeah. Or like if somebody else fell in love with somebody else in the office. Yeah. Yada yada. I think that's more of it was a middle of a conversation that kind of came up because of what they were talking about, and it was just you know a funny takeaway that they that they had with it. Yeah. Pam and Roy and Jim are all eating lunch, and Roy... and Kevin. Yeah. Ke- oh yeah. Don't Kevin's, forget Kevin's Kevin. grabbing lunch. That's true. Roy yeah. asks why Jim won't get on that, meaning Katie. And, right. and Jim says she's not really his type. And Roy Which is funny him. because they are very similar. <laughs> oh, well, he even looks at... So right. Roy asks him, like, well, what is your type? Are you gay? So, uh, you know, it's the, uh, the mid-aughts, so you were still... So, of course. Which, I mean, Jim just goes, no, I just like moms. And it's like... <laughs> Yeah, Kevin asks what what his type is. He looks at Pam first, right. subconsciously, and then he says, "Moms, you know, any any kind of moms, soccer moms, stay at home moms." Right. And Kevin, because Kevin's way way more clever at this point in the run, says, "Stay away from my mom." And Jim goes, "Too late, Kevin." I like that little back and forth. That, that yeah, that was funny. Yeah. That is funny. I feel like Jim and Kevin play poker together. Like, I feel like they do, they, oh, yeah. they've hung out outside of work. Right. 
Yeah. They've gone to get drinks or something. Oh, probably. I'm also kind of thinking, not with the Kevin and Jim, but I'm thinking he didn't want to say that she's his type because of how similar yeah. him and her are. So, yeah. like, if he was like, yeah, she's totally my type, it's like, well, yeah, because I know you're after my fiancé. You know, so it's like... <laughs> no, I don't think that Roy would have responded that way. I think it... I think that was just well. The I know, first but I'm that... I'm just thinking yeah. that that's what yeah. Jim is thinking is yeah. like. Well, I can't say that because she's too similar to Pam, and then of course Roy makes the gross comment of I would totally I would do that if I wasn't dating Beasley, and it's like okay, okay. that's a great that's a great yeah thing though like yeah where Pam just gets upset because of that for sure yeah I would date it's her like one we're not engaged. dating yeah we're engaged yeah <laughs> and Roy's just like uh, yeah. I love that it leaves them to awkwardly sit there and eat lunch then, too. Oh, of course. Yes. A good dynamic to the relationship here to, to be able to see, like we talked about in basketball, some of the some of the stuff here. Jim says that he is Pam's go to guy for problems, which is work and Roy. So he, <laughs> he, he talks about those things with Pam. Now, Jim and Dwight are talking about Katie and Jim tells Dwight that Katie would be perfect for him. Katie gets a testimonial or a confessional and says that guys are her best customers because they don't know what they're looking at. <laughs> and she makes suggestions and usually tells them the high end stuff for gifts for their wives or girlfriends or something. Right. Of Which, course. of course, that makes perfect sense. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Jim convinces Dwight to buy a purse, like a mini briefcase. Yes. And then... He decides to go over and lip sync the conversation with Pam. And th there's a shot from the opening credits in this between Jim and Pam as they like kind of hover over each other. Apparently lip sync or not lip synced, improvised by John Krasinski and Jenna Fisher of what they were, what the lip syncing was talking about. And they just told Rain Wilson just go in and do something Dwight-ish. So of course he's like banging the, <laughs> banging right. the he's, stuff. He's got to test and... the material. It's got to it's got to stand up to like everything. Dwight ends up buying one, and Pam says that it's very sad. Which yeah, I mean like it's it's so sad that they like think that any of them think that they have a shot with Katie is ridiculous. She's just a salesperson. Like <laughs> let her be. <laughs> and Pam says that Michael's also been talking to her. And what is the what are the chances that Michael actually scores? And Jim's like, not good. He's forty one. <laughs> he's losing his hair, and his cell phone ring is Mambo Number Five, <laughs> right? Which I yep. think they keep consistent. I think when you do hear Michael's cell phone ring in one of these episodes, it is Mambo Number Five. I hope it is. They give Dwight a thumbs up for buying it, though. He gets the scaled one. It looks like a uh, snakeskin. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or faux snakeskin. So, okay. it, so it, it is, it, you know, he was consistent, consistent with what he yeah. wanted. Yeah, yeah. And the way that he holds it, if you if you took the strap off, it could be like a little filing folder thing. It would, it yeah. would work, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Pam goes to buy one and to be nice to Katie, I think, as well. And they're doing little chit-chat yeah, stuff. So. They're, they're to getting kinda along. Give her, give her a reprieve from all the men hitting on her, I yes. think is kind of the other idea. Mm -hmm. And Michael, of course, walks in to ruin it and just totally ruins the atmosphere and tells Pam that... Oh, uh, my God. 
is this your lunch break or was that when you were eating food? And just makes her like walk out. I, the, the look that, that is Pam that gives line. him. Oh my god, that line though. Like that's something that a <laughs> that's like a line where uh, like a passive aggressive boss would say. Like I feel like that was really harsh for Scott to say. For, for well, him to say for what we because know. it was such a passive aggressive thing yeah yeah that's true he's thwarting his power in ways that he normally wouldn't because katie's right. there yeah yeah so it was like a wow okay you're gonna actually like, give me like an issue with this one <laughs> michael has bought an espresso machine i guess for the best salesman yeah, it's the and I, I think he only got it in his head because of Katie and because he's like trying to impress her with coffee because he thinks she likes coffee, even though she just. Thing. It's the only thing he knows about her. <laughs> yeah. Is that she said yes to coffee. So Michael talks about how coffee is quite literally a drug. It speeds people up. He's like, you hear stories about Dunder Mifflin in the 80s before everybody knew that cocaine was bad. <sighs> Katie is on her phone behind him she's not even paying attention to what he's saying at this point and she looks uh annoyed and amy adams is a good actress so like she really does sell that annoyance of like somebody gave you bad no news on a text message especially right. for 2005 like nowadays that everybody communicates through text message so you know you've seen this look on somebody's face so like back then though it might have been a little less common but like that look on her face sure. of like shit now what am i gonna do because her yes, ride has it was a very her. good that was a good look. Mm -hmm. Michael volunteers to give her a ride. She immediately says no in like the most <laughs> the most matter of fact fashion. I love it. I love it. And, and then and then yep. she has to backtrack because she's trying to be nice and is like, I don't want to inconvenience you. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> this is the social well, contract just... that people have made. I, it's so dumb. It's so she shouldn't. She could just say no. She can just say no, and she should go with no. And women out there, if a man continuously asks you if he can take give you a ride home, just continuously say no and walk away, please, please, because it's just so creepy and gross. <laughs> yes, be very firm with them. Do not think you have to be nice to people. Never back down if you're if you're if you think that is what you want. Just no. Yeah. Period. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're allowed to say no. That's that's your shelf that's, life that lesson. That is the situation. I'm sorry, but that's the situation I see here is that I, she backs down. And it just is like, that's I, so gross. Like, Michael, you, you were a gross human being. <laughs> because I'm a woman and I feel like I have to explain my, woman, my thought process. I'm too easy to ignore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to slap you. It was so goddamn funny. <laughs> Um, sorry. Was that your shelf life lesson for the day, Rachel? I uh, yes. You can say no, and you can be confident about it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Shelf life lessons. Yes. Just say no <laughs> to men, to drugs, to whatever. Not to coffee. Always say yes to coffee. I don't like coffee. I love coffee. <laughs> okay, where were we? So, anyways, she does back down and. Now Michael Scott is yeah. going to give her a right. Yeah, home. so she sort of says, okay, I guess. Because I think she thinks she can get... I feel like she... Yeah, can she get out she can get out of there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jim is pleased with himself for getting Dwight to buy the purse. He's very, very excited that he was able to get Dwight to buy a purse. And he tells Dwight he needs to put stuff in it so that, she, that Katie sees that he's using it. 
and then Dwight wears it while he works. And yeah, he yeah. just holds it. And he's like looking. Over his yeah. Arms. He keeps... <laughs> yeah, he keeps like looking like, is she watching me? Kevin tries yeah. his best shot by saying he's in a Steve Miller tribute band. Right. And, and she just kind of ignores him. She just it. ignores him. It's like, okay, that's fine. That's probably the lightest thing that's happened to her this entire yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Him you know, saying, just, hey, I'm in a band. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And then he just probably walks away, and that's the end of it. <laughs> Dwight wants Michael's permission to ask out Katie. and Which is weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. But that's the way, you know, he's the he's this, like, little snitch. So he, like, has to um, right. get permission. I think because he knows maybe Michael likes her. I don't know. But Michael's like, well, you can do what you want, but I, I'm take, giving her a ride home, and I can't promise anything won't happen. Dwight's like, well, promise me that, that it won't happen. And he's like, I can't. I can't. And he and Dwight says, like, you can't or you won't. And he's like, uh, both. <laughs> so, or whatever he says. <laughs> so then Dwight's, like, begging. Right. As his inferior, he cannot promise it. And... And Dwight says, are you in love with her? And he says, it's too early to tell. Like this. Like, oh my God. This, the insanity. This woman came into this office. Dwight backs down. Well, I mean, right. Which, I mean, he does do the shifty eyes, so we know that, yeah, I don't think he's really backing down, but mm, okay, he's going to be kind of sneaky about oh, it. Oh, okay. I like that. I like that idea. Yeah, you're right. Because he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Stanley buys a purse. Yes, which and I that, assume is for his wife. Yeah. Because she says, like, she'll love it. Like, that's a good choice. Mm-hmm. Stanley questions Michael. So that's Michael. kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because Stanley's doing what you, you would do if somebody came in. I mean, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. He's like, oh, I'll go look at it. Why yeah. not? Like, if there's a good one and my wife would like it, I'll get it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And Katie convinces him to, to buy it. Now, right. I only know this because of, like, you and mom, of, like, having seasonal purses okay. and stuff. How many purses? Mom has seasonal purses. <laughs> okay, okay. I okay. Look, I'm not big on. I'm not how a huge how purse long do fan. They, how long do they like last though? Because like I've had the it same. It kind of depends. For, sometimes like, the material decade. falls. No, so like sometimes the material falls apart half the time, and then you'll have to get a new one, or like okay, this one's not working for me anymore because it's like doesn't like fit everything. Like I keep going back and forth between having a big bag. That like has to be over my shoulder, and a a smaller bag that go- is like across the body bag, which is the typical one I use. Mm. So it, that those are like the two I have, and usually I will only replace them if like a button is broken or like the strap like is worn out or like whatever. That's when I do it. A lot of people, yes, like mom, have seasonal bags where it's like, <laughs> well, now the color matches, you know, and it's like, oh, it's kind of fun. It looks a little bit cuter. You have like florals for like the spring and summer, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I just never got that into it. <laughs> I was just curious because I, like, I, I wonder, never need a Birkin bag. I wonder like how, how often do people replace their purses? Because like I said, my wallet, like it, I mean, that thing it, needs now to it be. Really, then, then that would depend on if they really want to be in fashion and like the now the fad type of thing. Like, yeah. okay, well, I need to have the most like in style thing right now. Then they probably do that with makeup and purses and outfit styles and all of that. Sure. Hair even. So I just, yeah, I've just never been super into all of it. <laughs> yeah, because she's our video game expert over here, folks, not our fashion expert. <laughs> Look, I'm a giant nerd. <laughs> yeah. So, folks at home, let us know. Let me know. 
because I was just curious as to like how well like like it doesn't make sense that Katie can get these these people like buy the purses because like Stanley's not gonna flirt with her like he truly is buying. Well, a purse. okay. It also will depend on the outfit and the occasion. So sometimes you might like need a different purse. So like I probably would have a different clutch or purse for a special occasion. So I have like a black purse usually because I, I wear more mostly black if it's going to be like a like a special occasion or it matches mostly everything, I should say. Otherwise, my other purse is like a like a creamy or brown like color. So like that doesn't match everything. So, yes, if he gets her this purse, it might be like, "Oh, well now it matches this outfit or like I can take this to like if we go out to like a fancy dinner or yada yada." So that would also be a part of it. And it's okay. all this is like because we don't have pockets, so we have to have a damn purse. Mm-hmm. It gives these no pockets. Yep. It's, uh, really, <laughs> men is... get pockets and women don't. Yeah, it's the only. It's the only. It's the only struggle that women have. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, stupid tiny pockets. <laughs> yeah, pockets are great. Pockets are great. Yep, and we don't get them. Mm-hmm. We don't get them. Not even a phone fits in your pocket. Nothing fits in your pocket. Wallet doesn't fit in your pocket. A dollar bill barely fits in your pocket nowadays. So. I really do want someone. Uh, there's probably a, a an essay written out there about how that's part of the patriarchal, like how how they're holding women back is because the outfits that have been traditionally it's been true. worn by women are not allowed to have pockets, and pockets are such a great utility that it it's just a because pro- even on jeans because all of you have to wear right. tighter jeans. Because that's how they cut yeah. the women's jeans. Don't fit shit because the pockets are too thin. No, the pockets are stupid. You can't even put your hand in it. That's why half the time. You no, know, it's like part of your fingers put go into that pocket. And it's like, ugh, I can't Half even the put time the girls have to my put pockets. Their, their phone Keys in the. Keys don't even fit in my pockets. They have to put their phone in their butt pocket if they want easy access to and it. And then it it doesn't fit in there either, though. It's going <laughs> to easily fall out of the pocket because it doesn't fit. Let Especially me, if the girl's something. got some hips. But yeah, no, there's a lot of studies and talks about the, the pocket. So anyway, sorry, sorry, third rant here today. No, I went on my, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. It was purses and pockets. Purses and pockets. The Rachel story. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, is that your upcoming HBO special, Purses and Pockets? That's right. Okay. That's right. Good look forward to that in the fall. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Stanley questions why Michael is using the espresso machine. Yes. Uh, which he's like, isn't that supposed it's to be supposed for the to be prize? a prize? Yeah. I love that Michael's like, like he's going to win anyway. So, uh, like Horrible the little thing to say, there's the little moment where Jim makes Dwight say out loud that it's in his purse. <laughs> I, right. I like that. I like that moment. <laughs> Later in the background, or in the background of the next scene, you can see the espresso machine, and it looks like Michael really struggled to use it. There's like towels everywhere. Like Michael must have just he really probably almost broke up the machine. It. Yeah. it's pretty funny. And then he asks Pam, "How do girls her age feel about futons?" Revealing that Michael Scott does not sleep out of bed; he sleeps out of futon. As a teenager, even I was, you know, my innocent self. For like a split second, I remember thinking, why is he going to make her sleep on the futon? Thinking that like he put the futon. Like it's that's his couch. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I did not. I did not get it. At least for a, a minute. I can like remember as a teenager, like the wheels having to churn of like, oh, <laughs> he sleeps on the futon. 
Yeah, it's a little weird. I mean, it, it's it's kind of an understandable thought process, too, where it's like you have a futon for a couch, and then it's like, wait a minute, you have a futon for a bed? And yeah. that's like, that's even yeah. worse. Yeah, so it's, he's even more <laughs> pathetic. Roy stops by and asks if she's still mad. And then this is weird. This is weird even if Jim doesn't like Pam. So Pam is like sitting on Jim's desk as they're having this conversation. And then Roy starts tickling Pam to like try to yep. make up. You're doing this on Jim's desk, people. There's a little... Right. It's a little creepy. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's... it's like, and not at work. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they weren't... Yeah. It, they're friends or whatever. It's a little bizarre. I thought that was very It's awkward. a little too much. Pam says that Jim is like a brother to her. She's in denial. And she hopes that he finds someone. That's what she thinks in her, in her brain. That's what She's she She's hoping that's to... what she wants to... That's what she wants to think. Yes saying we find out that so An- <laughs> angela's trying to buy a purse she likes to touch things and then dwight well the feel of the purse is gonna matter you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, i got some suede and fat like like velvet <laughs> dwight Sorry. works up the courage to walk in and ask katie out and she blatantly says no no and, and just just a nice no no yes exactly like you should do it just exactly no and then he comes in and even asks like well are, are, is that like a it's like a no she's, no <laughs> yeah. well because he's like he wants it to like, be like oh is that a no to not talk in private or not to the date and she's like both both <laughs> dwight dwight at least backs off in humiliation here he right. doesn't uh yes he doesn't like color of anything like you would expect like some, a gross dude would do yeah, yeah. Uh, in sally dwight to kind of do and then we find out also that angela likes various shades of gray for the of color course, of yes. her purse nice Mike- neutrals yeah <laughs> Michael gets Ryan's help throwing out the garbage in his Sebring because he has a lot of garbage just thrown oh my God. about. It's the mostly Sebring. like Gatorade bottles, but yeah. <laughs> well, and a lot of fillet of fishes. Oh yeah, that too. Which is another moment oh. where. How? Which is another moment that I've had repeated back and forth between and between us a lot. Which is there's a lot of fillet of fishes, and M- Michael goes, "That's over several months, Ryan." And Ryan goes months of like, but Ryan paper go- fillet of fishes. Yeah, but the, if he eats the fish, the fish isn't in there. It's just the it's, wrapper. It's still the wrapping that's nasty and probably moldy. Anyways, what does Ryan say? Still, wow. How many fillet of fishes did you eat? That's over several months, Ryan. Still. <laughs> that that reaction has been repeated a lot in my life. Still, Jim, I guess because everyone keeps saying he should, and he watched the PDA between Jim and Roy, or between Jim and Roy, the office got really and weird. And he probably figures like, you know what? Screw it. Yeah, I'm not gonna get her. So he goes and he asks Katie out. Shoots his shot. Ryan tricks Michael into thinking, into admitting to liking fake music. Michael asks what kind of music people like that are, like, his age. Yes. And so, of course, Ryan comes up with a fake band, the Gleeples or the, the Glorps or something like that. And <laughs> The Glorps. Pam asks if Jim has plans for the weekend. And he says that he'll probably see, go see Katie. And he's like, you know, just date stuff. And you get a zoom in. You get, like, the, the, the fast zoom in of Pam's face here. 
and Pam says they're going to help help Roy's cousin move. And they start having like a menial, like awkward conversation now because it's hard to tell how Pam feels. Jenna Fisher does a pretty good job here of making it hard to tell if Pam is like disappointed that he's going on a date. She he's she's surprised. It's that initial reaction of just like right, like oh yeah. Okay. Or if it's, I think it's also like the oh I thought you said you weren't interested in her and yeah are, yeah so that's that's interesting. Yeah, good point. That's a good. But point. she doesn't want to say something like that. Like oh I thought you weren't interested. Mm-hmm. It's like a oh oh okay. Like <laughs> later on the camera catches Pam putting on lipstick. Yep. And then she gets embarrassed that she was putting on lipstick. So it does kind of make you wonder if because of what Jim is doing, if that makes her feel like she needs to... Well, yeah. I think it's going to be... Here's here's what it is. It's probably a mixture of Scott saying that this one's hotter. And it's, it's, it's like the new Pam. Kevin coming over and saying she's prettier than you. Right. And then now Jim is asking her out too. Are you kidding me? And now uh, she's like, well, maybe I need to try harder. Yeah. Because like... <laughs> Yeah, 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 you're right. All, so now she's the, starting to feel the men in the office. She's getting like all of these yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. That's true. and that's not a good feeling. It's not that she wants them to be attracted to her, but like being called out and being called like, you're not pretty enough. Like that's hurtful. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, it's terribly hurtful. Michael says to be a ladies man, you have to pretend not to be a ladies man, which is good advice. Another shelf life lesson for us all, I think. He can't figure out how to find her address on the computer, so he calls Ryan. Well, because that's because Ryan changed the system. He did the file a different file system. Yeah, for he the, put like, he put stuff away in folders. Yeah, and he takes out like a like a map map, like a paper yeah, map it's to try like, to Here's my it physical out. map. I love that he says that people say I have a very symmetrical face. Because I've always thought to myself, because I've heard people say that too, like as a as a compliment to themselves about being good looking, and all I can think is, doesn't eh. everyone have a symmetrical face? No, isn't that how people's faces no. work? No, technically not. There's usually like small discrepancies in the faces, and a lot of the times, I've heard, I have heard that. Symmetrical they usually faces say like, "Oh, symmetrical makes you prettier," yeah. but it, it's it's not always true. Sometimes it's really weird looking. So, like, if you took your face and you made it symmetrical right now, you wouldn't recognize yourself, and you might think you're really, really weird looking. You might be symmetrical, you might not be, but it's it's mostly the the mathematical, like how far your eyes are apart, and yeah. like the the ratio of your forehead and your, your mouth, that... and how everything is like actually put. Wasn't that like a Greek thing or a Roman the thing? The golden ratio? Yeah. Where they... It's like one of those other things that show like how your face is actually ra- ratioed out. Yeah. And if you had like the like they the, the perfect ratio, they, they deemed like that was what was more attractive. That like is they, the they, most pretty. They did, like, yes. they did like studies where people thought that like this was the perfect ratio, like in ancient right. times of, of that. Yeah. It's like it's all the it's all the, the, the ratios and the mathematical features and, and, and stuff like that tends to be more attractive and usually it's because it's if you go all the way back to like the times that she had to like hunt and like do all these different things it's usually because of like those features like are specific for usually those types of things we don't need that anymore so it's like (laughs) that doesn't really count anymore and we usually it's it's a lot more uh 
complex. What is the word? It's it's more complex now. Yeah, it, it's it's. I I think that if you have a little bit of a difference in your face and it's not completely symmetrical, I think that's actually nicer looking. It's more appealing than something that's perfect, because it's usually a little bit off. It's a little off putting. It's it's funny that you keep like bringing these things up because I we literally just watched a couple of YouTube videos about this. About there was the, the stuff about ratio. the pockets. No, it was they never mentioned that, which I was actually kind of surprised by. But they were talking about the symmetry of faces. Hmm. Is um, that is that why you had all that? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> all those facts ready to go. No, but I actually did do their third survey thing that they actually asked for a long time ago, where they gave you a bunch of faces and you had to say how attractive they are. And I, in the middle of it, I was like, something is weird about hmm. a couple of these faces, and I went, these look like doctored and i was like i think they made them perfectly symmetrical and they looked so creepy to me mm. like so that's why it's like some like having perfect symmetry can be really weird and it's not just the symmetry it's like you have to have all those ratios and stuff to make it actually function properly together otherwise it could be really weird and off-putting i see <laughs> i guess i'd have to i guess i'd have to look because like i can't because it, it to the naked eye everyone's face looks pretty symmetrical unless they yeah, like unless they really truly some have something sort of different problem, or you know, like yeah, or if like that a lazy eye or something, like something that you can immediately spot, I guess. Sure. Dwight goes to so anyway. Dwight goes to give the purse to Kelly because he's like, yeah, it's a it's a mini briefcase. So I think I've put together based on all of these episodes in season one from. His comments in like Diversity Day up until now that Dwight has a little crush on Kelly. I think Dwight has a little crush on Kelly. Oh, that's interesting. That's possible. I think it goes away when I think Kelly. That's actually possible. Yeah, yeah. Look at their interactions over the course of the season. Right. Katie on the way out says, Goodbye, nice meeting some of you. I, yes, I thought that I liked was, that, that was line. A great that was great. Line. Yeah. A great little touch to that line. And then she says that she doesn't need a ride anymore because Jim can take her home after. Because they're going to go get drinks or something. Right, it's, it's, yeah. It's not the right parking lot for the office, if you noticed. So this is the season one parking lot, so it's not, it's not correct for what it should be. Michael has his final bit where he says, do I have a special someone? Yeah, a bunch my employees and <laughs> so they they leave on that note and jim does a good job oh pam looks at jim and katie as they drive away in roy's truck right which she's got a look on her face like she's uncertain about the future it's a strange i can't read it i can't quite read it i know what we know we know it, where it's going yeah right yeah but she but does look kind of it does read as kind of like a hmm yeah, you but know. she doesn't want to lose Jim. Right. Like what she has Which, with Jim. Right. Which I think she thinks she will if he ends up in like a relationship relationship. Because, right. yeah, he's not going to ha- act as fun with her or they're not going to have time for each other. I don't think Roy really gives Pam a lot of attention anyways. So I think she's well, thinking, well, no. if if, he, if Jim's in a relationship, he's going to actually give the girl attention or the woman attention. Yeah. And he won't, and... She won't, she, he won't give it to, to me anymore. We won't have enough time. Right. Yeah. Yes. Which is sad. 
Jim's doing the <laughs> Jim's doing like the yeah, it's a Toyota Corolla. Be careful, like you know he he's yeah, he's, he's trying playing to it up. He's doing salt, good self deprecation and stuff like that. So yes, but the episode ends with Michael saying that if he had the choice between a one night stand and any of his employees, he'd choose his employees every time. <laughs> it's an everyday stand. Yeah, it's that's so right. Weird. It's yes, it's an everyday stand. <laughs> it's so weird. And that is the end of Hot Girl. There's a little thing at the end of the super fan cut where Michael goes off on a thing about how great the airplane flyer is in in the in the airport or something, but whatever. So Rachel, what did you think of Hot Girl, the season finale um, of The Office? I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was as exciting as like the basketball one. I felt like that had a lot more pieces to it since that was the episode before this one. And then this one kind of was like, okay, it's, it's fine. It's more just like all in the office again. Mm-hmm. A little weird on the premise because this purse salesperson comes into the office. Yeah. Um, so it's a very, it's a very simple premise. It is a very simple premise of hot girl and straight men come for hot girl type of thing. <laughs> yeah. And other straight women in the office feels like left out because she's being <laughs> feels crapped left upon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, yeah. yeah. I don't think she seen... would have felt that way if they didn't keep saying, let me compare you to this one. Let me compare you to this one. Yeah. Like... It's, it's interesting because Pam in some ways was happy because she didn't have to deal with all of their shit. But then in other ways she was like, oh, I, I'm not getting... Like I'm not as pretty, and I'm yeah, not and, that and I'm not getting the attention. And... Yeah, and Jim, Jim likes right. her, but what does that mean about me? Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, what does yeah. that mean about our relationship? And mm-hmm. yeah, so there's a lot going on. I feel like it does have a lot of character development in that way, mm-hmm. in that idea. Like those, at least those two, mm-hmm. they have a little bit more character development there, mm-hmm. since Jim kind of gives himself something instead of waiting. <laughs> Right, yeah. In a set, like that he like actually does something for himself instead of just waiting for her. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. I, I, you know, I actually, I actually agree with your take on it there. What you said with the character development, because for me, this one is not a very high rate, highly ranked episode for me, or highly rated episode. I will give you though, now that we've talked about it and some of that idea of like there is character development here, that, you know, maybe it is a little bit more than what I've given it or thought that I've given it in the past. Because mm-hmm. for me, this is one of those office episodes that I did say in the opening of The Office, <laughs> this show can be on in the background constantly. This feels like one of those episodes to me that is on in the background. You catch some yes. of the jokes, but it's not as active. I'm not as actively watching it as it's not, right. basketball it's not or Diversity episode. Day or something like that. Yeah, Right. So I think it's okay, but it doesn't feel like a a home run or whatever you want to It's say. not as attention-grabbing. Yeah. And the other thing about it is if they really thought, and they did, that they were not going to be picked up again, that this was going to be like it for them was these six episodes, I feel like basketball and hot girl should have been flipped because yes this does yeah. not feel like if, I see if why you're they did racing that. yeah yeah be, because of the development that you get in because the, of the character stuff yeah right because now it's like a will they won't they and mm-hmm. right now they won't 
But as a season it, they finale, they gave a on that. But I, but I do think that it kind of flopped for being a season finale. And if it was a series finale, it would have been, it would have been horrible if if this ended up not getting yeah picked up. But it as does a, feel like it, it just like kind of fall fell flat if it, that was going to be yeah. like the series finale. Yeah, yeah. But as it stands, as it is, it's okay. That is Hot Girl, the season one finale of The Office, and that is. All of the episodes of The Office. Okay, Rachel. So it's it's been a while. Yep. But a lot we of have long work hours. A lot of lot of long long work hours. A lot of solitaire played. Oh yeah. But we have made it through The Office season one. We have made it through all six episodes of The Office season one, which means that it is time once again to do one of two things here. I can't remember how we did it with the last season of television, but we this is it, it's time to to say whether or not the office as a season has shelf life and our season rankings. Okay. So wh- how do we want to start? Should we do shelf life think, first as no, a season? No, I think I think we should do the rankings okay, first. Okay, we can do the rankings. And first. then we say if it has shelf life. And if any individual episodes have shelf life, we can also say that. Sure. Because I'm... that's how we did it for the rest of the television. Yeah. Show. Which we kind of do at the end of each. We kind of do, but we don't we don't explicitly say if it has shelf yeah. life. Okay. So, do you want me to do the rankings first or do you want to do your rankings? I'll let you go first, okay. because I think I first. typically go first, so you can go first, okay. which I think I say every time, so I usually make you go first anyways. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. It's a trope. It's, it's a my shelf trick. life trope. Okay. It's my trick. <laughs> okay, so I will do the rankings. Now, remember, folks at home, these rankings are fluid. They can change daily. Um, yeah, honestly, if I have to do mine, it's going to be yeah. it's gonna be difficult. But in general, and I think that people like rankings... Let us know what your rankings are. Oh yeah, I would love to hear yours. Uh, and these are just the rankings within the uh, within the season. If this was the ranking for the entire show, oh, I don't Lord. know where any of these would no idea. Fall. In the two hundred and one, I cannot believe that there are. I'm, I'm not watching two hundred. I cannot. Episodes. I cannot believe that. I, I never have watched all two hundred episodes. I can tell you that. Okay, so I'm going to start at the bottom because doing rankings, you should always start at the bottom, not the top, like some other podcasts do. How dare you? <laughs> so. Number six, I have The Alliance. I think that it's the, I think it's the saddest, it's the darkest episode where there's funny bits in it. Mm-hmm. The Jim Dwight thing isn't funny enough for It's a me. little weak for me. Yeah, I think it's just a, it's a weaker episode for me. It's very dry. Michael is mean in it, and even unintentionally so, he's still mean in it with right. the downsizing jokes and the jokes about Meredith and Meredith cries and stuff. Yeah, that's horrible. It's just, it's too dark. Uh, number five, the pilot. Okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it does its job. It does its job. It introduces the characters and everything, but it is very just kind of like, let's do our thing. Let's make some jokes. Let's show how much of a buffoon Michael is and mm-hmm, show the characters. Mm-hmm. Number four, Hot Girl. Okay. I thought there was some character development in it that worked just fine, but again, some awkward moments, but decent enough stuff in there that, that you can kind of go go with. Number three, health insurance, which surprised me. I always thought that I would have had health insurance lower on the list, but some good bits between Jim and Pam doing the different illnesses and some good stuff with Michael trying to figure out what to give the office as like a prize and those type of things and Dwight trying to Dwight abusing his power and all of that kind of stuff right yeah the abuse of power is is actually pretty silly now my two and my one I think I could flip-flop 
consistent constantly. <laughs> I think I really think I could, could. I think it just depends on what I'm looking for. I think both of these episodes individually have shelf life. These two I would come back to, as I said in the episodes themselves, or while, while we discuss those episodes themselves. I think it depends on what I'm looking for. I think Diversity Day is more quotable. Okay, okay. I think Diversity Day has more hits, more jokes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that basketball overall has more shelf life. Okay, okay. I don't know why. I think maybe just because it's fun to see the dynamics of them playing the game with each other. It's almost like, I think this is why. I don't know if this is true or not. I know I'm taking too much time. It's fine. I I think it's because they're working as a team, as an office. Mm -hmm. And when you you learn to love these characters, so like going back to it, it's like nice to see them doing that. And Michael gets comeuppance in a way, all that kind of stuff. And he does in Diversity Day too, which is why I like those people. Yes. So I'm putting Diversity Day 2 okay. and Basketball 1. Okay. But if you come back to me in a week and then you tell me to rewatch them, they could flip. But I think I think that's my list. Okay. Rachel? So I'm going to mark my list from cringiest <laughs> to most engaging. Okay. That's how I will tell. That's that's exactly how I'm, I'm, I'm putting it in my, my tier. And uh, I'm going to start with the Alliance and then the hot girl, they're both very cringy to me because okay. I just feel like so what happens in them just kind of like, eh. So you have hot, hot Girl 5 and Alliance 6? No, I have the Alliance, then Hot Girl, but I mean, okay, okay. kind of interchangeable because mm-hmm. they're just kind of both a little too cringy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I have Healthcare, which was kind of like in the middle road. You know, it's, it's, it's a little tongue in cheek because it's like... <laughs> Why would Dwight be doing the healthcare? Oh yeah, I, I did forget that we had an hour long <laughs> conversation about it. Considering it's like yes, we kind of know absurd, so much. Absurd, so it's, a, it's, a, it's an absurd. So yes, cringy, absurd, engaging. Yes, perfect. Okay. Right. So then I have. She was doing a hand, the hands thing with yes. the rankings, for the rankings. Yes, for, for the audio podcast. And shut up. And, so that's like where I put healthcare, just because it's kind of absurd mm-hmm. and it, just wacky. Mm-hmm. Then I put the pilot because it is grounded. It is the office. It is where it's going to go. Then I have diversity day because it is an engaging episode. A lot of goofy crap and comeuppance, mm-hmm. which, I, which I've said before, I do like that he gets his comeuppance in the show. And then I liked basketball the best. And I'm going to just say it outright that way because I find basketball just funny and fun and interesting. And it's it's, it's got a lot like it's got action. Mm. It's got the warehouse guys and the the, like the the front end. And it's just like it's fun to see the dynamic. Yeah, it's the most fun. Yes. So that's my list. So cringe, absurd, engaging. So, Rachel, I'll make you start this time. Does season one of The Office have shelf life? I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was, folks at like... home, this was, a, this was a question when we were booking the show. This was like, a, oh, boy, what's Rachel going to say? So let's hear her out. Hear her it's out. fine. Well, because if I look at my, my list and I say how I actually set it up, yeah, there was a couple episodes that kind of fell flat for me in the season. But overall, I mean, it was in, in enjoyable, and I felt like you could kind of 
as an adult who has been in an office situation, yes. it's relatable. Mm. So it's, and at least it, it was just a little bit lighter. Yeah. 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 Uh, That's my reasoning. There's your reasoning. Okay, so the office has shelf life for Rachel. What do you say? <laughs> what say you? What say you, Kevin? Yeah, I own the DVD. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's already on the shelf. That doesn't assume that it has shelf life. I own DVDs of stuff and that... And some of them are in the box. And some are in the box, and some of them should probably be sold, but I can't get rid of anything, because I'm a hoarder. That's right. It has shelf life for me. Even as... I think there are seasons of The Office that probably don't. We'll find out later. Find That's out. What, I know you're saying that I'm controversial when it comes to if it's on the shelf we'll, or we'll not see. with this one, we'll but see. you'll see. This, for me, though, is not peak office. It's still very funny. It has nostalgia for me. It's still witty. It's still clever. The, the script... And they push boundaries a little bit, they do. but in like a clever, witty yeah, way. Yeah, and it is... It's still It's still funny. Like it's still, It still works. It, it's, it's a very easy show mm-hmm. to put on mm-hmm. uh, these six episodes you can put on uh and and so, some of them more than others but this season you could you can stick that dvd in and you could play it mm-hmm. and it's it's still for sure shelf worthy has that shelf life for, for me yeah i think i think it, it that that that's all it needs to be said that's really it. is that it has shelf life so yes we are raking it up and we're getting our chocolate chip and whatever else michael scott things that you could possibly think of and in the in the wonderful words of abraham lincoln oh yes the, yeah uh we will attack from the north. we'll attack you from the north <laughs> so, so rachel it's been a long couple of shelf life episodes at least to get through this any final thoughts about the first season of The Office. No, no, I think uh, I think that's I I think um, I think that's a wrap. I think we said every I think I think we said everything that we need to yeah. say. Yeah. So we'll eventually we'll end up back in Scranton and we'll find out what happened to be able to get that second season of The Office because as we said at the end of Hot Girl, they weren't sure that they yeah, were coming back. Right. Uh, and there's Which is interesting. Interesting story about how they were able to secure that second season. But yes, that is The Office Season 1. Cross it off the list. It has shelf life. I am Kevin. And I'm Rachel. And this has been... Shelf Life! (laughs) That was terrible. Chocolate chip. That'd be good. How about some chocolate chip?